Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. Uh, this week we have Susan. Uh, Susan, I believe, will be the last student from my 201 class to be on the show. Um, sometime in December, spoiler, teaser, whatever, uh, my teacher for 201, Bob Nichols, is going to be on the show. He's he's a very busy, very busy, wonderful person, um, but he said he'll be on the show. But enough about him this episode. I'll butter his bread later. This is about Susan. Susan's wonderful. Um, as you'll hear, we have a lot of big plans uh, coming up to just do stuff together. She's incredible in improv and just the nicest, just so gracious um, to do the show because, look, anyone who does the show is gracious because it's two plus hours. Um, but everyone has fun, so hey, I'm not asking too much. <laughs> but um, overall, uh, Really, really great. Really grateful that she was able to and willing to do the show. Uh, we have a lot of fun. Um, she didn't have any plugs. Um, she has uh, a project coming up that I will plug later, so keep keep your ears out and listen. Um, other than that, typical plugs, uh, check out the my friend Mike's Etsy store. Tom's Mix has been out for a while, and if you haven't listened to it by now, then what are you doing? Um, let's see. Coalition. Hey. Go to the Coalition. Hey, at RV Comedy, Instagram, Twitter, rvacomedy.com, classes. <laughs> yes, they're wonderful. Um, classes are starting in January, probably mid-January, so sign-up should be coming out uh, sometime in the next month. Um, they have shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 8 o'clock, um, and on Friday and Saturday, 10 o'clock. However, there's no Thursday class for Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. I, By the time you listen to this, I'm excited to be going home. And enjoying it with my family. But um, yeah, Producers Cast on social media, producerscast at gmail.com, producerscast.com. You know the plugs, you know the show. Um, let's get into it. This is Susan. Um, Jake is editing this one. So, Jake, let's hear some funky music. Some days I feel like shit, some days I want to quit, and just be normal for a bit. I don't understand why you have to always be gone, I get along, but the trips always feel so long, and I find myself trying to stay by the phone, cause your voice always helps me to not feel so alone, but I feel like an idiot, working my day around a call, but when I pick up I don't have much to say, so I want you to know it's a little fucked up that I'm stuck here waiting. At times debating, telling you that I've had it with you and your career. Me and the rest of the family here singing, Where'd you go? I miss you so. Seems like it's been forever that you've been gone. Where'd you go? I miss you so. Seems like it's been forever that you've been gone. Come back home, you know, the place where you used to live Used to barbecue burgers and ribs Used to have a little party every Halloween with candy by the pile But now, you only stop by every once in a while Shit, I find myself just filling my time With anything to keep the thought of you from my mind I'm doing fine, and I'm planning to keep it I, um, they're mostly for gaming Yeah, well What kind of system do you have? 
I have a PS4. Oh, okay. And just a MacBook Pro. Yeah. I want a nice one. Have a seat. Um, I want a nice one, but, you know. What do you do this on GarageBand? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying something new with the audio. Because the last one, I'm messing with the settings, and the last one was really heard every single movement. Oh, yeah. Because I had the decibels up high or something. Got a good mic. <laughs> so it looks like we're not doing anything on the readout. Mm -hmm. But we are. Yeah. Like, I, I was doing some tests earlier, which, which was actually, it was okay that you had to be extremely late. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. Um, no, I know. It it's terrible. To, it gave me time to test. gave me time <clears throat> to get my, my coffee. Yeah. So, have you, um, have I told you much about this show? I went to iTunes and hunted you down and looked at it last night and just did a quick, I had like, half an hour to go, oh, oh, oh. And I wanted to listen to them all because I was really interested, especially the people I knew mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> or know, you know, but um, that's, that's all I know. So I, the, the funny thing, I always tell people this, I ask because I just want to know what you know. Uh -huh. I expect nobody to listen to this. Okay. They are two plus hours yeah. every week yeah. for people you don't know, Yeah. people who... Um, whose things you don't probably don't care about, like not everyone's into certain things, and then also I always usually we talk about relationships a lot, mm -hmm. and so that's I of course because I only have one viewpoint I repeat the same stuff every time mm -hmm. if we talk about it, mm -hmm. so you're maybe getting someone new, someone else's approach, and so there was a stretch where I had basically the echo of me on uh -huh. for a while, so I'm just like I don't want anyone to listen to it, I don't promote it or plug it like to anybody, but. No, it's fun for me to do. And yeah. it really, uh, Jean-Baptiste said he listened to Michael, Brittany, and Patrick's. Because mm -hmm. they were on our 201. Um, and he said he liked getting to know the people that he already knew. Mm -hmm. So I could see that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely don't expect anyone to ever listen. It's just a fun thing for me to do. Well, um, yeah, you never know what you know, eventually will come, you know, how, how it will evolve exactly. and what you get into from, mm -hmm. from here, you know. Yeah. And what, what I really like about it is that's how, you know, you get to know people and meet people. Like you're mm -hmm. really in depth, like everyone who I've been on the show with, I'm like good friends with, like I could see them and we could have a chat about mm -hmm. whatever because, because we did. And you know, <laughs> my friend Ryan uh, tells me, that's not how you make friends. You should just be able to talk to people. And I'm like, <laughs> it's 2017. There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. But this is a way that works. Actually, you've got something there. That's a mm -hmm. really, yeah, that's, a, that's a great idea. I remember the first time I did it, uh, I did, the first two times I did it is my friend Tom. Uh, mm -hmm. He, I interviewed him and then he hosted for me because I didn't know anybody. I hadn't even started doing improv yet. And um, it was about hour and a half each and it was only talking about creativity nothing else and then I did my first one-on-one classmate uh Quentin and I was like I'm gonna go two hours he's like all right let's do it and so the first hour of talking about all his creative stuff went by and I was like well we've reached 60 minutes let's talk about relationships and then we got into that and we got into all like all kinds of other things mm -hmm. and then and you know it was just talking and fun and it turned into two hours, and I was like, oh, that was easy. And then each time I do it, I've gotten less and less worried about, like, two hours. Especially now, I'm not worried at all. Because mm -hmm. two hours goes by, and you're like, wow, we could still keep going. Um, 
there's some and, and people love to talk about themselves. I believe that one hundred percent, especially <laughs> yeah. when there's a mic. Yeah, I don't know. I might. I've had disappoint some, you in that. I've had for, some people who are more reserved, like you, uh-huh. and you know, as long as I as long as I can, can kind of goad you, I feel like you'll you'll mm-hmm. indulge me. Yeah. Well, you know what, what I was thinking about this, and I think what's interesting is that there are rare rare opportunities for people to actually sit and talk. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of the last time I sat and talked with someone who I didn't know very well mm-hmm. for even even ten minutes. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, that that's pretty <clears throat> amazing. <laughs> yeah, and what's fun for me is I get to not only be the I I, I get to I get um because it's a real life cafe scene. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that stuck with me the most. Oh, not, yeah. not the most, but one of the things that was just like. When I'm in a conversation with somebody who I don't know very well, you kind of have to do the cafe scene. You have to say things about yourself. You can't always ask questions because then it's just like, ugh. But for me, I get, obviously I have, as the host, I get the room to do that. But it also is a little more on you. And so that's good for me because people don't like to talk about themselves. And so like, you are aware that it's a cafe scene. And the whole point of the episode is learning about you. So you have double responsibility. Yeah. Um, And I'm completely taking advantage of it. Um, so you're into um, producing, writing, etc. To start off with, I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah, I have. Well, I have a small business. I have a small video production company, and I do um, I do everything from meeting with a client, writing up the proposal and contracts, writing the scripts. Um, you know, all the pre planning, um, then all the production. And all the post-production and um, uh, basically marketing, small marketing pieces or training, um, internal, you know, corporate internal communications Mm -hmm. and sometimes live events, conferences and things like that. That sounds so cool. Um, Yeah, I I love it. Um, I really, I really love it. I just wish, (laughs) I wish... I had more money to be able to do more of the creative stuff that I wanted to. And so this is the chance where you get to tell me all about the creative stuff that you're into, done, have, want to do. Like, um, <clears throat> like we have, like, I don't know, that's been a, a big topic with, two, with the 201 mm-hmm. class. Like everyone is in there who is a creative person, wants mm-hmm. to do these things. And so you were telling me about, and I don't know if this is a secret or not, wanting to do like a web series. Yep. Yeah. What are your thoughts with that? What 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 planted that seed and what's nourished it in the time that you haven't done it? Well, my big love is animation, and um, I started working on the with. I don't know if you're familiar with Adobe After Effects. Um, slightly. Okay. Well, I work in After Effects, you know, regularly for doing motion graphics and stuff. But they had a new part of their program that. I don't know if it's still in beta or not, but anyway, it's called Character Animator, and it's so cool. So Mm -hmm. it works with your webcam and kind of lines up the dots, like Mm -hmm. here are your eyebrows, here are your eyes, and you can create what they call puppets. So uh, Like a a drawing puppet? Well, they're like illustrator drawings, Mm -hmm. or I mean, I guess you can do it in Photoshop or whatever, Um, that... Then, okay, so 
so you turn the camera on and you 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 get in the program and you and you shoot and it's and you just are recording live. Um, Stephen Colbert did uh, animated Trump. I don't oh, know if you I, ever saw I, that. I feel like I did see that, but I can't. Okay, well, it's the same program. Yeah, yeah. That's I, and, I, I can picture what you're talking about. So I so I was playing around with that, and I I've been doing some drawings for creating this character, and I created these two characters that are wanting to get fame, you know, on the internet. They want to have their own YouTube channel. They want to have, but they can't really do anything. They they don't really like every. It's sort of like a imagine like you know, an old Lucy episode or something. It's sort of characters that are just, they kind of get everything screwed up. But mm-hmm. but anyway, the parameters I was going to create for myself are this character using this character animator program. And so I would just be doing it, like, just, you know, like write down some ideas and just record myself. And then, you know, the character would just come to life and... And the other parameter was just to make them 15 seconds each. Interesting. Because that's doable. That's true. Things that I have worked on in the past where it's like, oh, I'm going to... Do Yeah, it's going to be like this animated <laughs> film and it's going to, you know... And um, it's 15 seconds is a long time in animation. Yeah. And 15 seconds is about the attention span. And I was thinking this would be perfect for doing something for just, you know, like... Instagram or exactly. That was I was just thinking like I see some Instagram videos that's like fifty nine seconds and I'm like <laughs> scroll <laughs> next. All right, thirty. Um, good thumbnail. So let's see what it is. Kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I can't tell you how much that speaks to me because my like I said my, I mentioned my friend Tom. He's my like number one. He's like he's my best friend. He's my number one like partner when we do creative stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we just we try to have a YouTube channel. We did it for about a month. It was just like video games. We were just being silly over video games. And uh, the arbitrary upload and edit schedule we set for ourselves was so optimistic and so draining. <laughs> we did the first five weeks. And after that, I was like, I hate this. Because we play, we play together once a week. And I spend the next six days editing. And it's just like, this is not fun. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of like, I'm going to do I'm going to do this. And then... Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> really, really things to me. Well, also, you know, I, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I'm a perfectionist, not in a yep. good way at all. Mm-hmm. And it's always kept me from, like, finishing projects, and so I'm <clears throat> still a work in progress, so, yeah. I mean, that's all it is, though. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons, that's one of the things that I think I've gotten the most out of, like, improv, like... As a as a fellow perfectionist in the unhealthy way, I'll use the word unhealthy. You use the word that's my <laughs> word, but like going on stage and like I'm there's there's no chance I'm gonna get exactly what I want. This is not gonna be perfect. There's zero percent chance that I'm gonna be able to edit because it's done, mm-hmm. and it's like I have to deal with that. And getting into the space where that's okay and doable is is magic. And I think that's why I love improv so much because it it it, it, sh- it helps me shy away from things that are bad. It, I tell you, I was apprehensive about it. I thought this, I, I'm just going to really suck at it, which I, I still Don't. kind of think that, but no. I push myself outside of my comfort zone so much with mm-hmm. improv because I'm a planner 
I I am an editor. I like to plan, you know, like I like to write scripts. I like to rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. All in the name of good content. That's that. That's your goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you feel, and this is me talking for me again, projecting, because um, I think we're in the same boat. You feel like you can't d- produce the content you normally would if you just go out on stage and you're like, I like seahorses. <laughs> and it's just like, that would never, if you, in an edit, you would never, that would never, ever clear edit mm-hmm. too. But that's what's so magic about it. And I, mm-hmm. I've just, it, it's, it's like something I've just discovered just this year. How did you find it? Well, my partner, Cindy, I don't know if you've met her, she, she got involved with the coalition um, two years ago, mm-hmm. two and a half years ago. Doing, like, classes? Yeah, yeah. She's, and she got on a team, um, Sorcerer's Mother, they're no longer, they mm-hmm. all kind of moved away and stuff. Um, yeah, so, so anyway, she, she got me a gift, uh, certificate for doing a sketch class, because they just started doing sketch classes, Mm -hmm. um, last year, I guess. And so I took Sketch 101, I loved it, took Sketch 201, loved it. And then I thought, you know, all of these people in my class have done improv mm-hmm. and it's like okay I'm going to do improv because I need to you know I, I started going to more shows I started like just seeing it as an art form and stop thinking about yes. it in terms of oh that wasn't funny you mm-hmm. know yes thank you I mean that's so I started seeing that as oh my god that was so magical you know um, and more and more I, I'm just really appreciating the the <clears throat> art form of it you know that's been something that I'm so happy that I also do. I'm happy to hear that you do that, and I hope more people do that, because that's been that's been so, so... Re- I don't know. It's just... I can't say enough good things about not only the Coalition, but just improv in general, and the experience that we've had, because we've had very similar ones. I mean, you took... You've mm-hmm. been there longer, but we both have taken two improv classes, and mm-hmm. we've you know, been to the theater however often we've been. Um, but it's just been an overall a really positive experience. Yeah, and yeah, the um, got your back thing. I mean, oh, yes. I've never experienced that before. You know, it's always been absolute competition mm-hmm. in every realm of anything I've done. Where yes. it's like, oh, you, you know, you, you think you can do that? You know, <laughs> or I don't want them to succeed because they'll make me look bad. Right. But it's all about making your teammate look good. Yeah, it's all it is. It's just trying to set them up, and I don't know. And, and like you said, like. We were so surprised that our show ended because it was like, it's been 25 minutes. I know. So and that all those, all those things put together is just... Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, I did listen to your last um, podcast with... Casey? Casey. Wanna, and uh, you were talking a little bit about the show. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the little part that I cut to. And I was just <laughs> like, oh my God, cool. And... Uh, so I'm just losing my train of thought here. You said something to the effect of... Leveling up? Not, um, not really being aware of the audience. The audience, yes. And that's, I was like, oh my God, yeah, that, I, I feel like I've gotten to that point also, where I was completely, you know, the room could have been empty and it wouldn't have made a difference, because I wasn't reacting to 
whether or not somebody Laughed. was laughing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just being the character and being yeah. emotional. I was talking to Katie uh, last night, and I was telling her just a little bit because I haven't really had a lot of chance to have discussions with her. But I was telling her a little bit about like, my improv journey because I feel like I have a lot of positive things to say about the coalition and. Um, she loves hearing about that, so mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to butter her bread. Um, but I told her about all the things that you said and everything, and I told her about like my Pyro Plus One set, which I cannot reference enough at, as being a huge turning point where I was so nervous being on stage with David Pyro, and then I made him laugh, and I was dying laughing, and then I was like, oh, it's just fun. And she's like, I'm so happy that you had that thought so early. That's a realization that some people don't have for years. Mm-hmm. And I feel especially, it's just reinforced by what you just touched on and just, like, in general. Like, we didn't, I didn't even mean to get in the topic of improv, but I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. I went on a first date um, a couple weeks ago, and I started talking about improv. And I started, of course, I, I talk a lot, so I started to go on, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm talking way too much about this. And she's like, no, no, you're very passionate about it, and I love hearing about you talk about it. And so I kept talking about it, but just, like, in general... <laughs> It's so crazy that this thing that just turned into a way to meet friends that I heard that Pete Holmes did once uh, has turned into this, like, major thing in my life. Mm-hmm. So you're doing 301 for sure. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm hooked now. But I do want to... I, I, I really do want to work on sketch. Mm-hmm. And this is another part of it is that I'm starting to see the forms so differently. Like, comedy, the big umbrella of comedy... Mm-hmm. Never thought about it before, but stand-up is so different. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Sketch is so different. Improv is so different. And, I mean, it's it's all under the big umbrella. and, and The umbrella's bigger than we thought. I, I'm just amazed by it, but I still want... I Yeah, I, I still want to do the improv, because I just get... I mean, I just... It's such a huge learning experience. Mm-hmm. It's so and positive. And it is such a rush, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... And it helps with so many other areas in life, I think, you know. But sketch, I really, I want to get back to and work on some sketches. So when you say sketch, um, what exactly do you mean by sketch? Um, Like a two-minute video, people acting, doing silly things, or do you mean... Because you mentioned animation, that's why I asked. Yeah. Well, yeah, with the classes... um, I kind of learned early on in, in Sketch 101 that, okay, we don't, this is not for video, this is on stage. Mm-hmm. So there are, you know, uh, different, um, not rules, but, you know, things that you want to be aware of the fact that you, okay, we can't do this on stage because it requires too much, you know, set and, you I know. I can't tell you how many times I've lost a sketch because it's like, no, we can't take an engine out of a car, John. All right, fine. Well, then there goes the whole fucking bit. Like, there's nothing... That's the reason that you lead up to it. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think that... I think you can adapt... You know, you can take an idea and you can adapt it to whatever medium. medium. So, so animation is... I, you know, I just think, oh, my God, you can do anything in animation, you know? If you can draw it, right? And... Yeah, I mean, it takes a long time, mm-hmm. and you have to be dedicated to it. But I'm looking right now of just just making sketches that can be done on stage or can be done in front of a camera. You know, and doing yeah, or on animation. Or doing yeah. That's one of the things because we, 
we're trying to get a writing group together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard when you have five different schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, four or five, however many. And Brittany and I actually met up and we wrote, um, we wrote a, a web series concept and wrote a couple episodes that really? we're really excited to bring to you and Michael yeah. and Matthew if he does want to come. Um, I won't spoil any of it because I'd like to keep it under wraps. Yeah. And of course, Brittany, the first... The f- First person she saw after we wrote it, she told them all about it. <laughs> We've got bartender at Busky. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, keep it quiet, Brittany. Like, yeah. come on. We got to, we got to like, we got to make sure we know what we're doing first. Um, but yeah, we're very excited to bring that to you. But also, I don't know, the, the fun thing, and I feel like this touches on everything we talked about, including this, is like bringing multiple people together and trying to do the same thing. So with improv, it's easy because it's like none of us know what happens. And yes, the concept of yes and is like, whatever you got, I'm going to go with it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited to see how, if we can find something to write about. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially especially having Michael in the group because he's wackadoo crazy. (laughs) Um, I love that guy, but he's, he's insane. Um, <laughs> his episode was one of the funniest ones that I've done. I haven't heard his yet. He there's a bit okay. at the end that's just I died laughing, <laughs> and I don't. I want. I always wanted this to be a comedy podcast, but it never is. Nobody ever goes for bits. They're like, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about my life, and I'm like, that makes sense. That's what I asked for, but I'm always looking for that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Oh gosh, a couple times, but yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see how that goes, and just in general, like collaborating with people, mm-hmm. like. I did a refinery show with people I had never improved with before, and I didn't do very well because I was that was like a huge thing in my mind. So I'm like committed. Next time I do something like that, I'm gonna I'm mm-hmm. gonna be there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just anyway. <laughs> um. So so what um, what are some things that you've worked on? Oh gosh. Feel yeah. free to just list them I out. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I started. You know, I'm obviously a lot older than <laughs> than you. A couple um, years. Oh yeah. Um, but I started uh, in high school. I started with photography. That was that was. You know, I was always involved with art. Mm-hmm. What, what, and, what kind of photography? Well, I mean, this is in the days of film when I had my own. I would develop my own film, and I would spend most of my time in the dark room and. Which yeah. sounds awesome, and I um, wish I had gotten to do that. My one of my friends from New Orleans used to do that. Mark, shout out to Mark, Oren Wilson Photography. But yeah, um, so what did you like take pictures of? Just like scenes, people. Candidates? Well, kind of <clears throat> things that <clears throat> I I don't know if it you know it was I mean it, landscape, people, things, but what I was drawn to was kind of like things that seem somewhat out of place. Ooh, you know? that's okay. I'm already like a thousand percent interested. <clears throat> well, I don't have much to show from that era. T- era. I got, then I also, see, the thing is that I get interested in things and then I just, oh, look, shiny ball over here. So then I got interested in painting and I went to art school and I studied painting and visual arts and uh, did painting and printmaking and then I got interested in filmmaking and but that stuck uh yeah yeah so so you, yeah. you you dabbled so I have a skill that's you know a marketable skill as far as working in video but I really if I had uh 
if I had a lot of money and I didn't have to worry about that, then I would <clears throat> love to work on animated projects mm-hmm. that are, um, you know, 2D animation. I'm interested in that, not, not so much the 3D stuff. I want to say this before I ask you about that. And this is turning into way too much of an interview. I don't want it to be like that. Yeah. But, but I've noticed that I just conduct conversations as if I am interviewing cause, because I just want to make sure that I show the appropriate interest and active listen to the point where I get my questions answered. Yeah. I feel like with having the, the, just the one sentence you gave me on your photography, like I liked things that were out of place. One, I think that completely suits your mind. <laughs> and that's not something that's something that photography was just the medium we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. like mediums like um but the but the 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 creative viewpoint that you had i don't think that went away obviously mm-hmm. i don't know but just in general that that scream susan mm-hmm. like, that's what i that to me that's like yes and i love mm-hmm. that because i feel like in general that's a really awesome concept and it's like I can I can picture like eight pictures in my mind of things that are just out of place, and obviously it goes somewhat a little more goes from mundane to like really silly, and like that's not real. But like in general, I love the idea of that concept, and I feel like if whether or not photography was your medium, that approach never wavered. So even mm-hmm. yeah, and then um, with the animation, what what. What brings you joy about doing animation? Is it the obvious? That's a dumb question, but the there's a no, good, I, there's, there's a good question buried in the dumb in the dumb words. Just like, for example, when I was doing my editing, I hated doing editing. However, me because then Tom came up after like five weeks or something, and we watched a couple videos, and we're like, wow, we put out a wonderful product. Like we were both extremely proud. Um, and obviously we did a good job because we, we set up all these different, like, social, we set up social media, we set up all this stuff, and, like, we had the intros perfect and the outros, and, like, everything was, it looked like we were in the middle of, like, an established YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but the work was just not rewarding. And I feel like there is some work that is rewarding, but that, to me, wasn't. And I think of animation, which is way more work, um, I just wonder, like, is, does it does that exist? Does loving that process exist? And like, what are your thoughts about? I would say absolutely, and that's what draws me to it. Is that I mean, it sounds so simple, but if you take a ball, you take a circle, you make a circle, and you make it go up in the air and come down, and and you give it life. I mean, that process of just doing that, it's like magic, mm-hmm. and. That's so really simplistic, but I mean, doing that could, you know, that could take, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. I will say that I'm working on this a super secret project. Um, I can't say, speak about it any more than that, but I did this. I've, I love graphic design. I'm just not talented at it, but I love the concept and I love like making pictures and stuff like that. And I did this one like video that was just. Um, it was the logo, and it was like a rainbow, so like it changed colors, and it has the the brand or whatever, it has three words in it, so there's one word, two words, three words stacked on top of each other, and it would flash one, two, three, one, two, three, in sync with the colors changing, mm-hmm. and then there was specific dates on there, and so then the dates would show up um, just in the middle, and then there would be like 
three dates, so it would be like the third, and then it would change to the fourth, and it would change to the fifth, and it was all in sync with this music. And there was just like a quick little graphic. And so while I don't have animation, like I can't draw, doing that, the process, I think about it, and I'm like, oh, that's, I answer my own question, that's really rewarding to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're talking about. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've done, like, um, hand-drawn, you know, I did, like, a series of, I think it turned out to be, like, 720 drawings. For how long? How many seconds? Um, it turned, um... If you say say less than 30, I'm going to flip out. It was around 30. And it was shot on 16 millimeters, so I kind of, I took it from film to then... I then transferred it to digital, and then then I kind of you know played around with it so it could I could like expand the time where I needed to, but but anyway that I mean seven hundred and twenty drawings yeah and it was just a labor of love and I I mean it was just pencil it was just I mean I had no what was know. what was the the art the piece. It was. <laughs> Feel free to be vague if you want. Yeah, it was watching the detectives, and it was like this so interesting character that was being surveilled, you know. And it was so it was the perspective of this character that was watching other people while being watched, and that's that sounds awesome. Like you have the best like... ideas already. <laughs> you haven't you haven't shot but, out one bad idea. Um, the ball one I was a little iffy on, but. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I mean, anything having to, I mean, it's just like making something move. It's just like this, um, it's, you know, I think of like Frankenstein, mm-hmm. you know, make it come to life. You know, it's just, I mean, I, I get that joy out of doing, just doing that in any way. See, I feel like, I don't know, like I wrote a song and like, I'm proud that I brought something to life. Like it has, it's, it's exists. Like. I never forget it. It's the same every time. Making a video. I've made plenty of videos. And, like, in general, I'm proud. And especially watching them, like, this is good content. I love this. And, you know, the show, like, whatever it is, like, I have. You're the 20th episode. I have 20 episodes. I have a full work week of 40 hours. More, actually, because every episode, like, runs over. Um, But in general, like, having a finished product and being able to look at it, that's rewarding. But the mm-hmm. process, like this is this is a good process. The videos were not a good process. The songwriting was a good was was a good process, but then the content was like a bad relationship, so maybe that wasn't the best. I don't it's know. It's the just, best songs, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> not mine, but yeah. in general. I don't know. I just feel like Yeah, I mean obviously you're searching for I'm you've just got me so hung up on the idea of enjoying the work mm-hmm. that I'm just fr- I'm just like that's where my mind is like parked. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? It's a sensation, I think. So with like improv, like, even though, because my, my favorite phenomenon is, it's an eight-week class, first six weeks, you're learning the material. Mm-hmm. I suck. Every day on, I waited to say on. I was terrible. I am bad at this. I should quit. It's week seven and eight. Okay, we're doing the rehearsal for the show. It's a little better. I feel like I kind of can do this. And then you do the show week nine, and you're like, Level up. I killed it. I, I'm the best at this. Yeah. You know, and then the, yeah. everything comes together. But, like, the I still, whether or not in the moment I loved it, I did. But, like, looking back, I love the journey that it came yeah. on. Yeah. And so I just feel like, 
I'm just trying to explore all the possible feelings around that. Yeah, you know, you just connected something that I um, I have always felt bad about not finishing projects because I kind of lose that passion. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know, that's why I want to do quick, you know, I, I live in a time <clears throat> and in a culture where I'm not, I'm not going to like paint, <laughs> you know, a masterpiece or something. Mm-hmm. And who cares? I mean, that's not that. I mean, who cares about that? You know, really? Oh, see. Um, I want I want to communicate, and so I and 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 what I what I've come to is that it is the process. Mm-hmm. So, what the result of it is kind of like well, the so process what? of doing the show is so big for me. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't care if anybody listens to it. I barely check the metrics anymore because it's like I know it's gonna be disappointing. But also like I it, my this project I don't ever want it to be affected by the audience. I feel like mm-hmm. that's when, yeah, kind of what you're, kind of what you're getting into. Yes, now. yeah. It's like when things become a commodity, you know, like we're we're like raised to be consumers, and yes, I hate that, and I've always resisted that, and that's probably why I'm always feeling like I'm sort of stuck in the middle, where it's like, oh, okay, well, if I had more money, I'd do this, but would I? You know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but that's. Because then uh, you going actually, off on a tangent no, here, if you but, actually get in that situation, you might do something completely different. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many hours, and I do mean hours, maybe even days of footage that I have that I planned to use or that I recorded with the intention to use and I never used it. So many photo projects, so many video projects. Mm-hmm. That's why, to, to further your point, this show, I do zero editing. Mm-hmm. I record, after you leave, I record an intro. Um, to, talking, give, giving your plugs, get, plug in the coalition, plug in the show. I send both files to my friend Tom. He takes his mashups. He puts intro, music, show, outro, and then it's done. No editing because cool. yeah. we had a podcast before and it took five hours to edit one hour. It was like not worth it. Mm-hmm. The product doesn't get delivered. Yeah. And it's just like, no, I want to do it. And that's how you do it. You just make it as, you, you, you have to be real. And know yourself and say, this is what I know I can do. Yeah. And so with this, it's like, I wouldn't, I, I don't, I don't listen to it at all. I forget most of the things <laughs> I talk to people about. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, if I had to edit two hours, you think I would do two hours? I would do a half hour. It'd be like, all right, seeing three hours after I'm done listening to it and then listening to it again and then editing it and then oh, it sounds like a mess. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it comes down to what's, what's the objective? Like, are you trying to make money? Are you trying to gain Mm -hmm. fame? You know, you have to ask yourself these questions every time you make something to know whether or not you're being authentic, you know, and what it comes down to is, are you enjoying the process? You know, whatever it is, you know, and that's what, I mean, like, I guess I'm just... I, I have thought about it before, but it's really coming together now as far as thinking about it, thinking about improv, you know, because that's all, there's no preparation, there's nothing to take away, it's just that time, that moment, people on stage, and this thing happens. My uh, 101 teacher, Patrick Gaskill, who I really want to be on the show, but maybe won't, 
he has, when he hosts a show, he says, um, you know, who, who's the first time is this here? This is improv. Um, what you're going to see is the first time this show will ever exist and the only time. It's a magical experience because that moment is gone forever and everyone in that room was, were the ones who shared it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like last night, I went to Big Bosses and I laughed probably harder than I've ever laughed at The Coalition. Because, first of all, Big Bosses is the best show. Yeah. They are just so good at everything that they tried to do. And, like, the patterns. Oh, it was... I'm, I want to laugh now, but, like, it was just magic. Mm-hmm. Actual magic. And, yeah, that, to me, that is um, an incredible... An incredible concept, mm-hmm. and so yeah, you look for the, you look for the the projects and the things you can do that deliver feelings such as those. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't know, but it, it it to me it meets the goal of you know that oh, I could go off on a tangent here, and go. I, I'll try not no, to. No, but, go go go. But the whole idea of what is art, and and so it communicated something, mm-hmm. and to me that. That's the most important thing, um, and that and, and and for it to, I don't. I there's an artist, uh, Marina uh, Abramovich, mm-hmm. Serbian artist who does. She's done all kinds of things. She's amazing. She had, oh, this is in 2010, I think, in uh, New York Museum. She just sat in a chair at a table and she invited people she sat there the like for hours days hours whatever for and invited people to sit across from her and she would just look at them and she would just look like deep in their eyes and people would walk away weeping i mean it was just like i, I there's this uh series called art 21 and I saw this, and I thought, oh, my God, this was an amazing work of art that never happened before, never will exist again. It just happened to be recorded on a video. But you're not going to get that from the video, what I happened mean, yeah. there that day. And, I mean, just the power of it. And Oof. it's like, is that art? I mean, you know. Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those me, things that people look, people look at it very weird, yeah. like abstract. Mm-hmm. And No, but go ahead, keep going. No, but, I mean, that's that's yeah. what I feel like. Everyone takes away their own thing from different mm-hmm. things. Like, I go to, like, and this is completely not on your wonderful point. Like, I go to, like, the VMFA, and, like, the abstract's my favorite section because it's, like, who who knows what the fuck they were trying to do? Mm-hmm. But what I love is I get to interpret and feel things, and I have pieces that I don't like because I'm, like, no. But I have pieces that I really do like, and I'm just, like, there's no, like, logical reason why I like this, but I, I want to sit here for 40 minutes and just try and, and take in every single bit, because um, it's also it just makes me think and feel, and I'm just like, this is a really cool concept that I'm feeling something from nonsense. Let's be honest, it's mm-hmm. nonsense. Mm-hmm. It looks like you glitched out when you were trying to to put together something, and mm-hmm. I love that. And the fact that they were able to do that is is kind of ridiculous because I could never, I can't even draw. Like, how am I supposed to like put together? A fourteen foot canvas, like, but the idea, but the idea of someone coming up with the idea of sitting at a table and just staring at people, which is the, um, 
most invalidating way to -hmm. describe what I believe was probably a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. I definitely would like to go do that. I want to go sit and and get stared at. (laughs) I want to see what that's like. How long did they usually sit down for? Well... I can't imagine, I'm sorry, I can't imagine weeping after, like, 45 seconds. So, I guess I... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, several minutes, I'm sure. But, I'm also picturing yeah. her in, you know, very neutral tones, like a black shirt and hair pulled back and just, like... She has a very, yeah, she has a presence. And, uh, she's do, amazing Do, do you artist. think it's, it would be important to know who she was? Because if, yeah. if, oh, if, yeah, yeah. if I just went and just context. sat down... It's all about context. I mean, if you... <laughs> If so you, if I if I went in someone who I greatly knew and respected for years was doing that and I sat down and they just stared at me, mm-hmm. that would probably have an impact. I probably want to talk to them, but <laughs> no talking like it this was all me. about context, you know, and that and that that's kind of the point too, you know. Oh, get into it, you know, because green, green lights on this show, Susan. What's that? Green lights. Um, Any thought you have? Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing about art, and that's I I have this love hate thing about it because I you know being in art school and I I I had I had some times where I just felt like you know this is such bullshit. Mm-hmm. This is such an elite. You know, like you know what really you're telling me that this is better than this, and and it's like okay. I, I want to learn. I want to get better. I want to, you know, uh, learn skills. And, yeah, I mean, as with anything, it's about practicing something. But isn't there something beyond that? And then when you start talking philosophically about art, it's it's like, you know, gosh, there's so much potential for just absolute elitist bullshit. I want to put this fuel in your gas tank. I want you to... So, I, like... I'll use improv as an example, but I, I don't want I don't want it to go further than my example. To do a good show, you 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 briefly hit on it earlier. The audience needs to be not needs to be. It's better, especially when for students and stuff. When the audience meets you where you are, this is improv. I appreciate this medium. I understand what's coming from it. Being able to put yourself with that background in that space with art. Going when I, when I do go to the VMFA, like I'm there to just I'm completely open to whatever I see. I if I see something that I like, I go and I look at it and I stay there as long as I need to to like indulge upon it. But like anybody who just goes and be like that's stupid, that's stupid. But I'm just like that took a lot of work. I'm not like feeling it. But like to be in the space where that person meant you to be, kind of, and mm-hmm. so like to bring it back. Being in a place where, like, is this better than this? I don't know about this. But if you allow yourself to, like, okay, what if I just live in this world? And what if I just be where these people are and try to approach it with that same kind of mindset? Be in that culture. Have that Mm -hmm. thought process. And then I feel like that's when when things kind of open up. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? I I, I feel like I danced around the right words. Yeah, yeah. And And I do think that... It requires an education. So, mm-hmm. and by that, I mean, I don't mean like you have to go to school and learn to take art history or something. But to understand, it's just like with music, you know. I mean, I've always been interested in all kinds of music. And classical music has been something that 
oh, I really want to learn about, you know, I mean, th this is the same music that has existed for, I don't know how many years, but I, I don't, I don't know, you know, there's certain pieces that I'm familiar with, but, you know, thanks to Warner Brothers cartoons. Oh my gosh, <laughs> contextualize <laughs> that harder for me, man. But, you know, I mean, in, in things that are, you know, it's like Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, you know, all that stuff. But I would really like to educate myself more. And the more I educate myself about it, the more I appreciate it and the more nuances I can hear. And, you know, it's just, you know, and I think it's the same for visual arts. And so if you, like, you know, if you were studying abstract expressionists, I mean, they were kind of like, I mean, I've studied a little bit of art history, and so that was a time period where it was like artists as stars, you know? Like, yes. And so there was a lot of bullshit going on where, mm -hmm. oh, let's slap some paint on this thing and hang it on a wall and call it art. And But the more you... If you're interested, the more educate that yourself, you get, edu in, get in the space. Yeah, the more you see, the you more you see. understand. And His, it's just like imp improv. I think is the same way. You know, I mean, you can tell when they're phoning it in. People first come to the theater and they don't. They know nothing about improv. Then it's like, well, that wasn't funny. Mm -hmm. But then, but like last night, watching two shows, like I'm like, I know where they're going with this. Mm -hmm. Or in some cases, I have no idea where they're going with this. And I have an imp I have a, like a budding improv brain, and I'm just like, I want to picture where they're going, but then they just blow my mind, and I'm just like, I never would have thought to do that. And then again, and then a third time, that pattern was ridiculous. Oh my gosh! And you know Joey another Tran. thing that I just thought of when you were when mm -hmm. you were saying that is that what I'm starting to realize is that how people solve problems on stage on stage that are just like wow. Okay, two people, for example. Okay, what if one comes out and they're being a lizard and the other comes out and they think that they're being a frog? And so, uh, this is something that happened yeah, in yeah, class yeah. and I was thinking about it. And it's like, you know, it's about, so. it's like... Uh, oh, you, you were know? being a lizard that time. Yeah. And, and he so thought Nick like, thought you were a frog. Yeah, and so I, I mean, I'm I, I'm at a loss for bringing up a good example, but I see no, no, this on I stage like where yeah. where people are working to, just like like that, like solve, not not make a problem, it, make but make everything it, flow. Yeah. So like for and this is uh, some feedback I got from Bob. It's like you need to, you need to make sure that you come out with a very clear thing, mm -hmm. and not to like harsh your mellow on this one but like you didn't come out with a clear thing in that example mm -hmm. you know yeah. I'm a reptile like so he got to like assign you that and then you went with it and yeah. that was what you're talking about problem solving like just well that's the concept of yes and slash I've got your back like right we're gonna agree to this we're gonna do that uh, whatever you say that's what we're doing but to see people who are really good at it like you were saying the big oh, bosses and not that that happens as often because they are kind of more in sync with each other. No, it did. It, it did happen. It, oh, it does happen. But the way that they play it off and build on it, it's 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 like it's not like that was a, yes. I had the thought like yeah, you got the name wrong. But then so like uh, the character it was like brother and sister, and it was like Darren, what are you doing? And then like um, the sister was like yeah, 
David, what are you doing? Or something. And it was like, my name's Darren. And then they laughed. And then someone else came out and was like, yeah, Derek showed me this. And then it made it so funny. Cause yeah. like, and then it wasn't even like, they, well, of course, I remember that they managed it because that's kind of what I like to think about. Because I have trouble remembering names on stage. But just mm-hmm. like watching them do something like that was just like, oh, yes, that's how you do this. You yeah. have, if you listen and you like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I could go on about how incredible they are. It's so good. Yeah, I wish I I I uh, I had planned to go Friday and I honestly missed it. you no Friday was Pajro plus one on yeah. the ten o'clock show and then Agent Twenty Seven which Project Twenty Seven excuse me but is a great show. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. I'm going. I, I hope it's playing Friday. It is playing Friday. Yeah, there's no Thursday show because Thanksgiving. Right. But it is. I will be in Fredericksburg, so I won't get to see that. Which I'm super bummed because I loved loved watching it on Friday. Um, I wish you had gone last night. I want to tell this story because this is a funny story. Yeah. Um, so last night was a riot at the 8 o'clock show, and it was um, the Hearst Girls opened. Oh, um, them. They yeah. had the 10 o'clock show, but they also did a set um, at the beginning because I think they knew somebody. The Johnsons were the middle act, and the McBosses was the last act. So we're watching the Hearst Girls, and I just want to like, shout out to them because they... they Blow my mind every time. Yeah. They do one scene. Oh my God, I know. They, yeah. And it stays good. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> I, I would panic. They don't, no edits. And I'm just like, you, not only, because I mean, that, that's like the, the definitive, like, I have a character, this is my character, and after a while, I just stop like thinking like, I'm like, yeah, that's their, that, that is who that person is. Yes. I see that Casey Neely has a full head of hair, but in this scene, she has a comb over. I'm there. I'm mm-hmm. buying in. Mm-hmm. It's like they just are so good at that. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. So they opened. About halfway through the show, this woman, um, I always sit in the front. She was on the on the left side. She was sitting on the right side. And she like, she just shouts like, winner! And I'm just like, okay, well. And so my thought was like, oh, you just thought you could play along. Not okay. Moving on. And before they got off stage, she shouted out again. And I was like, okay, I hope that stops. So they get off. Johnson's come on. They're doing their scene. Over the course of their scene, their set, she shouted out about 15 times. Just like, you go, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. And I was just like, I wanted to shush her. Bouncer. <laughs> yeah. And so Jim came by and he was like, and he kept walking. She was like, I love you. I love you, and I'm just like that did nothing, Jim. I expected more from you, but like I was just, I was just so angry because I'm like, let these wonderful people perform. They're doing great improv. Like, come on. And then I guess he went in the back and like told the big bosses because they were next, and so they got off stage and like they, they did as best as 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 best they could to deal with her because I don't know, you don't want to be like, hey, shut up, but I'll, but like. You gotta do something. And so they yeah. were like trying to play it off like a voice is telling me to do it. And I'm just like, <laughs> funny, good job. And I was just like, when they got off, I was just like, I was just so proud. And like, it was a big lesson because like they were so graceful. So big bosses come out. And they, you know, they're, they're doing their intro. They're all high energy. And she starts talking. And then Matt Newman, he leans down at the front of the stage and is like, hey, you're not at home. You're not watching TV. Everyone can hear you. And then Blue and David were just like, who are you talking to behind this screen? And they're like banging on a fake screen. I was just dying. I'm like, okay, it's over. Finally, like, she just got roasted by, you know, Matt Newman. Like. <laughs> and then she kept going. And so they had, they did their 
best. Just like, oh, my podcast is still on. Or like, my audio book is still on. I got to turn this thing off. And they were like doing a book club or something. She just wouldn't stop. It drove me It's so distracting. Nuts. Yeah. So she was with somebody. Um, there was a guy there with her. And um, he went to the bathroom around the second scene, second set. And he didn't come back <laughs> until like the end of Big Bosses. Oh, and... I was like, I, the, the look on the face was like, yep, fucking Tiffany's at it again. And I'm just like, I just feel like he's been there before. Mm-hmm. So they leave immediately. And of course, she was like, you're so funny. You're so funny. And we're just like, we hated you, but thanks. So they leave. And we're, and we're just like, we're all just talking shit because it's the, the, the intermission between the 8 and the 10. And we're just like laughing at um, just how ridiculous it was. Dude comes back like five minutes later. And we're like... We're all outside, and he goes inside, I'm like, oh, man, I would love to be in that conversation. Because he was talking to whoever was at the bar, I don't know his name, I apologize, and Blue went in and was, like, talking. Turns out, he was on a first date. Oh, my God. And yeah. he had just moved to Richmond, and he wanted to go to the, the coalition. Mm. And, I, and then it turned into this thing where I just, like, appreciated it a little bit more. On one hand, I wish he had gotten her out of there sooner, but it made the whole experience very funny. And he stayed for the second show, and we all just kind of so laughed. So he called her a cab and said, Yeah, he called her, he threw her in an Uber, I was like, peace. And I was just like, because I was texting Ryan on the show, I was like, what are people, what are the, what's the typical go-to with drunk people at the coalition? And I guess they did the best they could, but like, just watching that was a big lesson for me, because I feel like I would have been completely thrown off my game. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not have been able to perform improv- improvisational comedy. I've had that experience before. Doing improv or like... No, 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 being... In the audience, where oh, yeah, drunk people came in. Well, thank God they left like shortly thereafter because they were just like, Ugh! they were just really so bad. far gone. Yeah, but uh, yeah, really obnoxious. I was just surprised that no level of public shaming <laughs> would deter her from getting her. At one point, she was singing "Hail to the Redskins," which is like the football <clears throat> game. I don't know if mm-hmm. you are familiar with that. That's their that's their old chant from the eighties. Hail to the Red, the Washington Redskins, hail to the Redskins. Mm-hmm. She was singing that in the middle. Oh, I was, I was, I was going to shush, but then Big Bosses was so, tried as graceful as it could be. Because, you know, Matt Newman's not going to, like, shit on you. But I heard that David was has somebody who would get, like, really angry. Mm. And I was like, I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see that. And then one of the guys from Johnson's was like, yeah, next time someone talks during my set, I'm just going to lose it. And I'm just like, I want to be at that show as well. Like. That would be super fun <laughs> to see. Some, I mean, it would be terrible. What I don't know. I don't know. I like the idea. Of, I've seen it in comedy of like you just destroy all the momentum. Like you have a big, like a long night of everyone doing like fifteen minutes, and it's like just building and building and building, and then someone comes out and just destroys the momentum and then rebuilds it. And I'm just like, that would be interesting to see. Well, you know, it's like stand, it happens a lot in stand up mm-hmm, and heckling seen, and stuff. Yeah, uh, but I remember. Going to New York and going to a lot of the small clubs and seeing a lot of stand-up. Oh, that sounds incredible. Where, where the comics were like berating the uh, audience before. Anything I mean, it happened? was like the, it was that's like heckling that's, that's their... from the stage. You know, it was it was weird. Look at this fucking guy's shirt. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I know that there are some comedians who rec- like. There's this one specifically who records his sets, whatever, and I feel like he's looking for to roast the hecklers. And he uploads the videos, and it is funny and it is clever. Um, I don't, I don't like the idea of basing your set around it, mm-hmm. but it was, it is funny to see. It's funny to, and because like 
Big Bosses was just like referencing it all the time and, and just like something along the lines of, like, yeah, it is really funny how that gets old after a while. And I'm just like, they're talking about you. And of course she's like, she's going to tell the story, I killed last night. Like everyone was laughing at me. Because mm-hmm. um, I think Elliot, Elliot was hosting and he came on and was like, um, yeah, come on to the next show. If you bought a ticket, you get in free, but you have to explicitly promise me you're not going to talk during it. Yeah. And everyone was it, like, applause break. Oh my gosh, that was the best. Not to hijack every the momentum that we built, I just destroyed with that story. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but to me, oh my gosh, that, I, I, I mostly just want to do, while that memory was fresh from last night, I wanted to get that. No, but I, I was, it brought up a lot of memories that I, you know, I remember seeing, um, Tosh, what's his name, Tosh? Daniel Tosh. Yeah, couldn't think of his first name. Um, And he had a heckler. This was in Richmond, and he had a heckler. And it's just, it embarrasses me, because I have so much empathy, you know? Yeah. And it's like, damn it, Richmond, come on. Yeah. You know? And it was like right at a high point, and damn heckler. Motherfucker, get him out of here, you know? (laughs) I did kind of want them to throw her out, but you know the coalition was just like, just like let's have a good time. Come on, yeah. stop fucking it up. They're not gonna do anything like that. But just yeah, the idea. I don't know. Yeah, appreciating the art, getting in that space, and someone heckles, and you're just like, come on, this is literally art. Like, stop. Other people are here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it drove me absolutely insane to watch that happen. The whole time I was very distracting. But like I said, really good lesson for me to try to picture what to do going forward if that were to happen. Because I plan on doing more shows, that, you know, there. So I'm just like, oh, my God. <sighs> well, I think, I think it's... Uh, I've seen it where they've incorporated, you know, like even somebody walking by, you know, they yeah. incorporate that. And I love that. But if it gets to be, like, persistent... It's like, please, somebody get her out. (laughs) The only time I've ever seen somebody interact with somebody off walking by on stage was Nick at our 201. Uh He had the umbrella. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was like just a very, probably the extent of, because somebody, it was mentioned on stage, was like, we're not going to pick on you. We just want to know, like, feel free to get up, you know, no intermission, so get up. We're not going to, you're not going to bother anybody. No one's going to make fun of you, like, because it is about setting a comfortable space, but. Yeah, that's um, audience participation. Thursday nights. We'll see you Thursday nights. Yeah. Plus one. Um, so is there anything else creative that is stewing in your mind that you want to bring up? Uh, I really want to... Um, I really want to collaborate with people. And I think that because I spend so much time alone, (laughs) Mm -hmm. working on things, and it, you know, it requires, you know, I mean, whether it's writing, or drawing, or, you know, editing, doing animation and stuff, I mean, it requires being alone, but I want to, I want to make a point to structure um, time to collaborate with people, Mm -hmm. and so I would love if, you know, we get that writing group going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's been a big thing. Just to, because I, I have to bring it up every episode, obviously. I started this show and doing improv and stuff. I got out of this terrible relationship. Like, I was convinced I was going to marry this woman. 
and then I was miserable for months and we broke up and I was devastated and I was like I had completely lost my identity because I had just graduated and I had just moved to Richmond so I left everything behind and then I was here for a couple months and then I got this job that sucked and just put all those together and you get like a just mm. the worst yeah. so I was talking to some friends and they were like do the things that you've been putting off like there's no right time to do it so just do it and that was what made me start doing these these projects all these things that I'm into and so lately I've been finding myself busy like I'm not just coming home from work and sitting around and going to bed like I, today, after this, I watch football all day, and this is my day off. Other than that, I'm doing things every night, which I love, because it's like, yes, this is the life that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that I really do want to do. I want to have all these projects. I want to have these collaborations. I want to get my improv team going. I want to do, I want to do something with our group. Like, who, whoever's involved, whatever, I know that, which is why this show is called The Producers, because I feel like there's very few people who actually do. And that's what started this for me because I want to be an actual doer. And so I want to do something. I want to do a project. I want to collaborate. Mm-hmm. I want to get involved so that my schedule is so busy that I'm full of life and love and stuff like that and projects and producing and like inv- I just I want to explode because I, I'm so busy and stuff. Yeah. And so absolutely like the idea of doing collaboration and especially meeting one such wonderful people doing improv and like doing this show like. You 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 came to me and said, like, I want to do this. And I'm like, we're going to do that. And you're just like, yes, let's do that. And so, like, to me, that's, like, the perfect meld of, like, actually going, pushing and having the drive and determination of the arts and just, like, combining all of that. And it's like, so, so we're going to do something if we get the time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very excited to see what happens. The worst thing, I think, is it's the holiday season. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. I'm busy all next week and then I'm going to Fredericksburg for the weekend and then the next week, like... Finals are coming up, and, you know, Michael's in school, and my friend Matthew's in school, and so, mm-hmm. like, all these projects are going to be, like, on kind of on hold mm-hmm. while we are waiting for other people. Well, I, you know, I, I just, my, just my two cents about the, mm-hmm. um, the writing group, and this is what we did with class, is that we had a, we had a Google Drive, and so everybody would do their thing, and we would say, okay... I mean, the class w- was structured in terms of, you know, the, here's the, these different themes and, and forms, and, um, you know, we'd learn about, you know, different forms of sketch. And so there, there was some sort of loose parameter uh, on what the project would be every week, and people would write something and put it in the Google Drive. And then we'd read each other's stuff and put notes. And so it's kind of like this critique mm-hmm. process. And then we do reads, you know, in class, which I thought, I mean, that's the thing, is that getting feedback. And, oh, my gosh, it's so big. And, and acting it out, you know, like reading it out. And then, oh, okay, I'm hearing it this way now, so let me go back and revise this. Um, you know, I, I just think critique is really important. That's why I want to get with people on working working on stuff because I want to get I want to see how they see things and mm-hmm. different ideas and you know well I have two plans for our writing group because um, I feel like if we don't set goals mm-hmm. if nobody yeah. sets a goal then there's no goal so I have to set goals right for us to explore because right. obviously we haven't had our preliminary meeting it's just the first time was me and Brittany going somewhere and writing something mm-hmm. so I feel like what we should do is we should either one of two things we have like an actual like a like a web series like a like an actual not like a short one but like a longer one mm-hmm. um, 
in the works. That's what we wrote. And then I think we could do a sketch show for sure mm-hmm. um, if we wanted to. So things like that, like finally setting a goal and doing it, I'm really excited to see uh, what we do. And also now that we've said it, we kind of have to do it. Yeah, like I know. Set, that's <laughs> We've set the intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super, I'm super excited because I feel like that's going to be, I don't know, just like going to a writing group and just like, well, obviously we need a cooler name, but like just in general having, having that project is mm-hmm. something, because I feel like I'm really, I'm, I'm decent at writing. I have ideas. I, mm-hmm. I'm not good at expanding them and making them like a full like sketch or something. But once it is a full sketch, then I come in and I'm good at punching up. Mm-hmm. That, that's, I think that's where my strength is. And mm-hmm. obviously trying to push and make things happen. But in general, um, I think we have a good group of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited. And I feel like, because um, you said you have like video equipment, mm-hmm. obviously. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw, we did a, um, I don't know if you caught it, but we did a LGBT uh, sketch show uh, in September. I remember you guys practiced Sunday at 3. Yeah. And that was when I one-on-one was up. One, you, you guys are always waiting on us to get out. Oh, you were in the one-on-one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and a lot of people involved had no experience with anything, and... Anyway, I, I did a couple of sketches of it. I was happy about. Um, and then Jim did a piece that I... Um, it's actually on his website now that... Um, I haven't... I, 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 I keep meaning to go to. It's elnorgasm.com. Mm-hmm. And so he did this sort of news kind of... Kind of like a Samantha Bee kind of mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. And so I did it, I shot him on green screen and did all the, you know, graphics and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. Oh my God, that sounds awesome. So, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that, that, of course, that show, you know, had a particular theme, but, um, just putting it together. I mean, it was, it was hard work. It was really hard work. And there were so many people involved and there were a lot of people that, you know, it it wasn't always harmonious but I think that having that experience I learned a lot um and so I'm kind of anxious to do it again without without it being such a such such a yeah strict theme you know I mean not that the theme theme was bad no no I'm yeah and I think that I would be interested in doing that as well it's Mm -hmm. just that I I just think that uh I want to do more of that and also, I was thinking in video. There's all kinds of possibilities. That was the thing me and Brittany wrote. It was all for video. Mm-hmm. And what I'm really excited, the, the concept is also would involve getting a bunch of people, from probably from the coalition, mm-hmm. to act in it. Because mm-hmm. each one, it was, just to let in a little bit, a little teaser for those of you who've made it this far, nobody. Um, I think my sister does listen. Um, but it would be, it's like a standalone series. It's like a 23 episode standalone series so you get a new star every time mm-hmm. and I feel like we have plenty of talent to, to dip into um, I might just tell you about it after the off okay. mic because okay. I feel like I've, yeah. I've peaked your well I want to tell you about mine too no no, no get, get into it then oh yeah okay yeah. off mic yeah yeah um, well then yeah that's why I really want us to get together um, we'll figure it out I don't know you're so busy and I'm trying to be busy well you know the thing is is just scheduling time you know mm-hmm. I mean 
whatever, however we can meet. And I know, I know this time of year it's it's busy. It's pretty rough. But but it's making some sort of commitment to okay every Sunday between this time and this time. We're gonna do this. Yeah, and the, the commitment is the is the hard thing, yeah. and that's what, and that's the kind of people I want on my improv team. That's the kind of people I want in this group is people who are going to commit to it mm-hmm. and make it a priority. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, realistically, it doesn't matter, but like the idea of of having a project and doing it mm-hmm. and like really saying like this is something I'm gonna make an effort to put effort into, and then you go do the show and you're like I'm proud of the show. That's that's kind of the whole point mm-hmm. with like doing animation. Yeah, it's a solo thing. All you have to do is keep doing it, but when you're in a group and you commit to the group. I've got your back. Mm-hmm. Boom. Like that, that's when you get, we, we will create. And I don't know. I feel like we're all more advanced and we have equipment and we have good ideas. Like mm-hmm. I know that we have a good idea already. I'd love to see if there's a better idea or something else we all do want to work on because it is of everyone kind of being in. Um, but in general, like that kind of uh, idea is just in process is what I'm interested in. And it's about mm-hmm. finding the right people. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have such, you know, I th- I think it really adds to any kind of work to have different points of view. Absolutely. Um, and kind of put it in a pot and stir it around, see what comes out. Because when me and Brittany were writing, I pretty much had, we, we came up with the idea for the show, and she had like four questions that I couldn't answer because I didn't want to answer them. I was like, no, that question goes unanswered. That's like, what leaves what the audience gets to kind of figure out mm-hmm. and she wouldn't leave it alone and on one hand like leave it alone but on the other hand don't leave it alone we need to keep the questions coming so that we can make sure that we are approaching this in the best way which is why i'm excited to have a team because it's like the the right everything's gonna get covered if you have a team mm-hmm. realistically if you if you if you set it up right so i don't know just collaboration in general i feel like is is magic i haven't gotten to do a lot of fun projects other than with like a friend tom or something or the show is to a degree of collaboration, if mm-hmm. you want. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's all my idea. And I'm excited to finally go somewhere where it's not all my idea. Because improv doesn't count because it's, no, it's no one's idea. And so maybe it does. I'm just not, I just don't want to count it because I want to do it an actual, like, thought-out collaboration. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to define it all. It, and that's the thing is that, you know, you don't want to define too much, but you need to have, you know, the whole thing is having some sort of structure to any kind of creative project, I think. You know, if it's like, oh, you can do anything you want, then we all just kind of sit around and go, uh. <laughs> we can do anything we want. What do we do? That's why I think but setting goals. the more yeah. structure we have, then it's like, okay, well, it's going to be within this realm, within this context you know, I, I think then we have something to latch on to to kind of build together. Now, were you thinking um, with, like, the next project, like, for example, for our writing project? Because mm-hmm. I started out writing a comedy, but it kind of evolved into, like, a very serious thing. Mm. And so I'm not sure how I feel about that. Mm. But on one hand, it's like, I greenlit the thing, and I was like, let's just see where this goes. And it got very serious. And, of course, you know... Britney was driving the series. She had had a couple of ciders, so she was, like, really getting into that headspace. I'm just uh-huh. like, let's stop here. <laughs> let's just take a break. Let's, let's let, it, let it breathe. But I feel like, I don't know, just, like, letting... Part of it is, is structuring and saying, like, we got to stay here. But also, you have to, like, leave a door open so you can, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...wander a little bit. I just mean as far as getting started, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. Right? 
We started with a small structure. Like and then we have we a goal too. If we say, okay, we're going to put together a sketch show. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal. So, what's the? Are we going to have a theme? Are we? You know, when do we want this to happen? And, I mean, I think the theme could be kind of, kind of loose, but the more structures we, you know, like there, if we have multiple sketches, then if we have one that's really high energy. It, and then one that's a little more, like... Well, you, I'm sure you'd understand putting a show together and having sketches flow. Mm-hmm. I would know nothing about that. Mm-hmm. All I would know is how to... All I would probably think about is it being in that sketch and how that would be done. But you're, like, structuring something like that? Mm-hmm. Forget it. Yeah, it's like, it, it's like a puzzle. And, and how things fit together, you have to look at from a distance, I think. You know, but these aren't necessarily things to think about in the beginning. It's just that if we want to do something, then that's where your we mind set goes. goals. That's where it goes. And yeah, and that's the that's the fun part I think about any kind of creative project because you're gonna go you're gonna go to the next step before you get done with the first step. Like your mm-hmm. mind is gonna think about all those things. Yeah, and I think that's a good transition for my favorite topic on the show. And I, I didn't I didn't ask you if you're comfortable talking about this because I never ask people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to talk about relationships mm-hmm. and just that concept. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been with your partner? You said Cindy. Eighteen years. Eighteen years. Yeah. Wow, that's a long time. I've never done anything else for eighteen years. I mean, that's a long time. <laughs> eighteen. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. How did y'all meet? Um, at a picnic. A party. Um, actually, that's where we originally we originally met at somebody's picnic party, and then the second where, time. Where did those go? By the way, the yeah, picnic I know. parties just died. Like that's a, <laughs> that's something that I wish I could. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, then uh, a few weeks later, we we saw each other again at another party, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Started talking and yeah. then went out and yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah. I think, I, I think our I think our sense of I mean, we're very different people, but we connect at points, and I think that uh, sense of humor was the first thing, you mm-hmm. know, and. I think what's amazing now, you know, after having an experience of being with somebody for 18 years and, and, you know, where I am in life, it's kind of like things are not, it, it takes a lot of work to be with somebody for that long. And it takes a lot of work for a relationship, but things are not, you know, happy, lovey. You know, oh, rainbows and unicorns. And you have to kind of go through those, like, really, I mean, like... Work through them. Really ugly, awful, just, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going through this in order to get to a place where it's like, you know what? Here we are. We're in it. You're, you're my partner in crime. We're in it for, you know... The long haul. I want. I want to set this up correctly. And if I'm, I, 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 I'm trying to go in my head and figure out every guess I've had. 
Uh, you, I believe, are the only, you are one of two people who has been on the show who has been in a successful relationship for years. Mm-hmm. The other person was Dashiell Kirk. I think he'd been with Grace oh. for about four years. Oh, really? You know Dashiell. Yeah, yeah. And Grace is hilarious. Oh, my God. They're I, amazing. I, I, yeah. want her, I want her Great to be the show. Too, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He has a, before you leave, remind me to show you the collage that we did. It's on. It's oh, hanging really? Yeah. He brought a collage to do on the show. Wow. Oh, my God. I lost my shit. I'm like, more wow. people bring me things. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But They're no, amazing. So, yeah. So, and just to set it up more. So, I have always been a relationship person. And mm-hmm. I think it comes from, like, watching the TV show Friends growing up as a 12-year-old. <laughs> that really set my, my, like, love map to be like, go for the relationship. Yeah. And before this, before this year, when I got out of that bad relationship, I had been so focused because I moved around a lot, so I'm like, you know, dating apps, got to meet people. And my most successful relationship had been, I actually met her in person, two and a half years, great relationship. Um, other than that, everything's kind of been just like, Bleh. and so that fascinates me because it's something that I've always wanted. I've always wanted to be in a relationship. And it wasn't until I got out of that bad one where I completely lost all sense of individuality um, that I was like, yes, I'd like to be in a relationship. But I have not been focusing where I need to focus. I need to be myself. I need to be my own, all that nonsense. I feel like that, that, that accurately frames my viewpoint. So I, I talked to, there's a couple, there's a lot of points I want to get onto because you have mm-hmm. a, what, I, what I would deem outside looking in as a very successful relationship. Mm-hmm. And so obviously I'm teeming with hunger for information and stuff like that. But there's only so much you can really do because it's in the context of a relationship, first of all. And then it's just, Things I think I already have instilled in my brain and methods and communication and all this stuff. Um, I feel like a good starting point is, um, and I'll set this up more, but I'll set it up saying like, your partner's involvement in your creativity. Mm-hmm. So I asked Dashiell, because uh, I was seeing somebody at the time of this episode, I said, how much do you think your partner should support slash indulge in your creative endeavors? Because the person I was with, which was... It was a two-month relationship when she was extremely emotionally abusive. Like, I was, I was messed up after wow. that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, someone who puts down everything about you. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the exact quote was, I know I'm terrible to you, but I don't want to do anything to change that. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Wow. That was, yeah, it was terrible for me. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, rocky for a while. That's why I, I think I was so depressed during mm-hmm. the first part of 201 because I was still dealing with that. All right, bring her back. She wouldn't listen to it. She wouldn't listen to this. She wouldn't go to any of my shows. Mm-mm. She wouldn't indulge in anything like that. Mm-hmm. So Dashiell said, basically, the, the sum of it was, she should at least listen to one episode. Because I see Dashiell watching Grace perform. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Dashiell perform a couple times. It was mostly um, with with Grace and the part of the Churchill gang, I think is their name. I apologize if I got that wrong. And then uh, when I originally saw him perform, he was doing an intermission at the KGB show. Mm. Um, which was awesome. I don't know about that, but the that's... Krem- not... The Kremlin Game Broadcast Show. Wow. It was... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Great, great show. He okay. did a, he did a drawing thing where he had... He drew what people were describing. Oh, yeah, so, okay. So, so good. Yeah, okay. He's he's incredible. But um, he was like, yeah, she should listen to one episode just to support you, and she should be supportive and things like that. And so that's a thing that I'm super interested in. Now, having been in that relationship, like, I'm I'm... I don't want to say I'm seeing someone because it's early, um, but she's really great. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated with the concept of like, how much should your partner be involved, not only in your creative endeavors, but your life and like trying to find this active spacing. So like, 
I haven't seen her in a couple of days or whatever, which is, I think, normal and fine. Like, I'm doing my own thing. I'm, I'm going to college by myself. I'm seeing my friends, um, which is a new thing for me because, again, I would lose myself in these relationships, mm-hmm. trial and error and stuff like that. And so all of that, to put it to you, like, what do you think about your partner's involvement in your creative endeavors? Uh, I think it makes us stronger to be involved in each other's to to at least to at least be supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, we have also worked together on things um, here and there, but the main thing is being supportive. And that being said, even more even more important, I think, is having our own outlets. You know, our own creative. Uh, ventures and outlets that are, that are separate. So, so having 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 the support, I think, is the most important thing. And I tell you, I, in my past, have had toxic relationships where, when somebody starts using, you know, uh, the power play of of you know, like putting you down or, criti- you know, or being overly critical. It's like it's time, bad. time to say bye bye. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, it's and it's it takes so long to get over that, and it sticks with you somewhere for a long time. You know, because you're always like, you know, it's always there somewhere, and it's it's like you have to. You have to get rid of that. <laughs> that that's been the first story. sign of that. Just run. <laughs> I was really proud of myself because I left, and yes, I stayed long. Actually, it was two months. It was two months too long, to a degree. But like, I did get out of it early because the previous relationship, I was out there for six months, miserable. And so, like, to be able to get, to be able to leave early and say, you know what, I'm worth more than this. Yeah, it still destroyed me, and I was still struggling for, and I had to like bike by her house because it's like on my my favorite bike route which i'm not i'm not gonna let her fucking change that yeah, shit like yeah, yeah i'll just yeah. i'll find her her stupid car and i'll give it the finger and i'll keep riding you know mm-hmm. like that's my thing but like even though i'm i've moved past it I, like you said it's still something it's it's like another voice like you mm-hmm. already have your own critic voice but then you have oh i have her voice back there mm-hmm. and I, on one hand on weak moments it it it, it speeds up the spiral mm-hmm. but in strong moments it it fuels um, mm-hmm. me being strong and like emotional and like all these good things. So on one hand it sucks and it was terrible and it was like really bad for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's part of the journey and you, you have to love the journey. Yeah. Sure. But just, I well, just, everybody's a teacher in some way. And I, I think that's a healthy way to look at it. That but, is an, and I want to write that down. But, uh, <laughs> everybody is a teacher in some way. Yeah. And, and I mean, even the worst worst experiences it's like oh you know this is what I need to learn uh, and you know sometimes people suck but what do you I mean the healthy way to look at it is what do I have to learn from this you know yes I mean that's kind of been I mean my mantra with life is like because the, the, the typical phrase I say is, is in the past 11 years I probably spent 8 of those years in relationships and not a, a fair amount, decent amount. I mean, that's counting high school. Um, the fact that in high school my main focus was being in a relationship. Like, I didn't focus, I didn't focus on all these other things, and I missed out. And so, you know, but I also 
feel like I'm an amazing partner because I've been in relationships and I've learned and I've struggled and I've lost and it's just been like, ah, oh, this is the worst. But now I'm here and I'm just like, now I'm investing. Now I'm, I'm ready to, to be a good partner because I have my own life and I'm ready to just, I don't know, just touching on all those things. But just mm-hmm. the, everybody, see, this is why I write things down. Even though it's recorded, <laughs> I won't listen to it. Everybody is a teacher in some way. That, to me, is um, a magical summation of just, like, going through life and experiencing things and, and learning from them. Because, like, I've always said this, and I can't, I won't say her name on the show. Um, I've slept a couple times. But to me, she was a terrible person. In her life, she's not a terrible person. She's a person who struggles with uh, mental illness mm. and has really struggled with, um, you know, her upbringing and stuff. And it just mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. on me in a negative way mm-hmm. but she is a human she's trying her best and it just didn't work mm-hmm. and it was very very toxic for me um but yeah taking the lessons from that and just like the big the biggest lesson i learned from the one before was like individuality and from that one it's like stand up for yourself and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but the fact that she wouldn't even listen to one episode like mm-hmm. what is that right yeah that's like, I'm trying to be a musician, and I was like, she, she, I can't remember, God, I remember so many stupid things she said, and I feel like, on one hand, it makes me seem like I can't get over it, but on the other hand, for me, it's very motivating. She said, I'm immune to musicians, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm your boyfriend, like, mm-hmm. come on. I remember, and I tell this story, I don't know if I've told this exact story, I probably have. I did Pleasure Plus One when it was in the refinery, mm-hmm. early on, it was a big moment for me. Because it was like, like I texted my mom afterwards. I was like, I did this show. And she's like, that's I funny. was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it was the best show yeah. ever. And um, I texted her afterwards. And I set the stage of how monumental it was for me. Actually, yeah, I think, uh, I think Cindy, afterwards, Cindy told me, great show. Yeah. And that was like the first time that someone had, like, it made me feel like I, I did really well. And yeah. it was like a big moment for me. Yeah. But I told her, and her response, in all lowercase, no punctuation was, cool. Yeah. Like, I just had, like, a, well, one of people, the most monumental moments in my life. Mm-hmm. And you're like, cool. And, and see, there are people like that that want to cut you down because that, that's how they feel about themselves. So they can only feel good about themselves if, if people around them feel bad about them. I don't know. It's some kind of weird psychology. No, that I, makes sense. You know, but... but I'm not succeeding, so I don't want you to succeed. Yeah then I look bad so I yeah and I've had people like that in my life and it was it was so hard for me to see that oh my god so unhealthy and it's their issue and and I kind of have a sense about some of these people way back way 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 back in my past they're still stuck in that same yes you know funk not growing not self-exploring yeah, and so they did me. An, they did me a favor, in a way, but it took a long time. They taught to you understood. something. Hmm? They taught you something. Yeah, yeah. And they helped you get better. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the only way I can think about it now, without like. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't like delving into it, but I think I'm. I've reached a point where it's just like it's a scar now. Mm-hmm. You know, you you are the sum of your scars. Like, mm-hmm. That's another quote or something. But like, I don't know. Just like going through that and like. But also realizing that I don't need a partner to support me. I just mm-hmm. need to find people who support me. Mm-hmm. And that's why 
to bring it back to how wonderful the coalition is. That's a that's a that's a spider web of people. You can't get away from the support there. Mm-hmm. Like I can't. Every time I I'm on stage and Grace is there, she's like, "Hey, great set." Even if it wasn't a great set, she still yeah. makes me feel like, "Hey, yeah, All yeah, right, cool, thanks." Yeah. So I always make a, I always try to make a point to if if, I, if there's a moment where someone will touch it. Hey, great set. And you know what? Because of because of what you're doing and how you are looking at the world and yourself, something really great's going to happen, and it will be at the right time. But I think the thing about relationships is that you can't want something from that person. You 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 have to be like, okay, I am so complete. But hey, you're really great, and so maybe we can make something great together. But you can't want something, you know, from that person because then it becomes, um, it becomes something else. I think you know, it becomes like, like you're always needing, you know, pushing and pulling, and power plays, and you know, all that kind of crap. That's kind of been. I mean, there's so many different. I'm a very mantra-oriented person, so I have a lot of things that apply to different situations. And the one I think that applies to this one is um, I was very nervous about this date that I went on. Um, And so I was texting uh, one of my friends, and she was like, you know, just introduce her to yourself, which I think really kind of sums up what you just said, because it's Mm -hmm. like, don't expect anything. Expectations are bad. If you set expectations and they don't know about it, they're going to fail because they don't know that you're, you're like, expecting what you, you have no right to, like, expect. Right. Just be there. Enjoy the, like, I enjoy her company. So, like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna hang out with this person. and I'm gonna, I just want to, like, be around them and, like, listen to them talk and also tell them things that I think and, like, they're interested in when I talk. So, like, that's a beautiful thing. No expectations. Just, like, let's just be two people who are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's that's really, really relevant to what I'm feeling and going through mm-hmm. just as a, just as a thing. But like, I don't know, like being, there's like, just like a lot of gray area, which is wonderful because I love the gray, mm-hmm. but also it's, it's really terrible for someone with a brain where perfectionist want to get it right. Want to mm-hmm. know exactly what I have to do to be successful and trying to like fl- wing it is like so against the grain. Mm-hmm. And so what's funny is, the time in between the times we go out, I'm, like, going nuts. But then we hang out, and I'm just, like, I don't even think about it. Yeah. It's just, like, we just talk. Like, we talked about Airbud for about 20 minutes on the last time. And it was fun, because it was, it was, it contextually fit. But, like, yeah, in general. I think that's my Amazon Prime order um, at the pause. That's been something that I encouraged my friend Tom to do, which was play more guitar. Mm-hmm. And he said he's been loving it. He's an incredible musician, so anything I can do to like push that. But in yeah, so wait, so you haven't played guitar for a while. I haven't, but I have one. I have off really... and on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you picked it up? Um, two years ago. I just find it's fun. I don't know. I want to be a musician. Mm-hmm. I don't have the voice, but I want to. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like fighting with uh, wanting to do an open mic. Mm-hmm. Talk to Casey about it a little bit, and just he's like, I'm I'm gonna go scout it out, and also just do it eventually. But he's like, yeah, you should go scout one out. You should just take your gear and then sign up, and then go scout it out. Yeah. And I was like, no, you mean, you just said to perform, sign up. And, no, no, I have to make sure that I know how it goes because I want to like embarrass myself. But just in general, like, wanting to be a musician, 
They're so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. And and that's in another life. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would love to. I, I just need to have it out. I need to have it so I just pick it up. So that's, that's I should why do that. I have my setup. Yeah. I try to have it. But the thing that sucks is my neighbors downstairs are very unsupportive. Oh, really? They work from home, so there's never a time where it's okay to be playing yeah. music. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just play. I'll tr- be as respectful as possible, but I'm not going to conform to your weird hours. They give me they give me 1 to 2 on Tuesday and Thursday, and 1 to 5 on Friday. Oh, that's ridiculous. And I work from 9 to 7 <laughs> on all those days. Yeah. I'm like, you'll just you'll just deal. You'll just deal. I'll be respectful. I won't play it super loud, but you'll deal with it. Like, yeah. Don't be ridiculous. I don't know. Um, so yes, relationships. What's funny is I have somebody here who's been in a very successful relationship and it just feels like, I don't know, I feel like I'm in a good place. So I don't have any, like really anything. It's a very dry topic for me right now. Mm-hmm. I, well, so I hate mentioning it. I hate, first of all, in true cafe scene form, I hate talking about the good things. I hate talking about this show. I preface every mention of it, every new mention to a new person. This is going to sound pretentious, but I have a podcast. Now to the relevant part, which is on my show, I talked about this. Because to me, it's just a normal thing. But when I talk about it in person, I feel like it's gross. To to, to brag, like, I have this podcast. <laughs> hate doing that. And so with relationships, like, yes, I am seeing somebody new. It is very early, but she's really cool and we're really into each other. And I hate talking about it. Because I would like it to just exist and not be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I host a podcast. So you have to talk about things. Yeah. And I also set the intention very early with the show to be as vulnerable as possible. There's not a single thing that I want to avoid talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say I can't. Unless it's like a private like, um, like a show. Like that. That's different. But like... I want to touch on every bad relationship, everything. I mm-hmm. want to be as vulnerable because I feel like that's when you get the best product. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm, you know what I mean. Anyway, so like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm trying not to be in my head about seeing this person mm-hmm. and just be an individual. I don't, and so I feel like there's not really a lot of worry because the past there was a stretch where I had four four dudes on who were all single and all wanted to be in a relationship. With mm-hmm. the right person. Mm-hmm. And I was there too. And so we just, basically, I use the term whined about that for 45 minutes per episode. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm in this place where I've met someone who's really nice. And I think that there's potential to like be something really nice there. And I'm like, I got nothing. What do you I, mean nothing? I got nothing to w- complain about. Yeah. Because this is where I, where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. With someone who's really nice and into me. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like. My favorite topic. I have nothing. I got nothing. So just enjoy. It's so hard. I mean, you know, it's it just is. like every. I mean, just. I, it sounds so corny, but it's like time just flies so by so quickly that you just. Man, if I were what, twenty six. Nailed it. You know, um, I wish I had enjoyed. Every moment, you know, more, because it just, it flies by. And now I, I mean, I do, I try to, but, you know, we live in, we live in this crazy world where everybody's, 
you know, bouncing off each other and every, you know, it's just like never a moment to ref to do any self-reflection. Um, so you have to, you have to make a point and you have to enjoy the good times, but also I, you know, if you can just kind of hang in there for like learning experiences when things suck with a relationship, I mean, there are, I can't tell you how many times that we were just like, oh my God, I have got to get out of here. You, you and know? Cindy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's really, so it was both no, of absolutely. us. You know? I feel like, well, but you have you have I mean that's that's part of the experience you know is making it through the bad times yeah if you're gonna make it ever you have to support each other and then you and then you're like oh my god if we can get through that can we, we can do anything. anything and then you go oh yeah. can, we get, can we get through this and the next big thing yeah I've always felt like I'm very I don't know again being in a relationship a lot watching a lot of friends okay <laughs> a lot of friends um, no but just like being a romantic person and like ever since I was like. like like, my whole life has just been like the main push is like finding a partner to share your life with mm-hmm. like um, that's been my goal and so I feel like I'm I'm equipped I'm I'm in the mindset you work through the bad things even if it's bad if it's like that was why I was in that relationship for so long because mm-hmm. I was like we can work through this we can keep fighting and she gave up mm-hmm. and this is why it was bad but then you know the two month one was like oh no you're just you're just toxic you're you are literally poison you are a cancer so I was just like, yeah, you know what? Just going to not do that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I resonate. Because you said that earlier, and I, was, I thought about that, but then I lost another topic. That's something I think in relationships is undervalued, is the commitment to that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, that's something that I never want to... I always want to have. You want to have someone to fight. You want to have someone to do all that stuff. I don't know. It, mm-hmm. it seems like a, you, you explain it, and I'm just like rehashing it, which is the way I communicate, repeating things a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, it's... Um, there's no, like, manual for anything. Um, but I just feel like... You get to a point where, <laughs> if you've been together for, I mean, 18 years, it's kind of like, all right, well, we're just going to deal with this, you know? I mean, right now... Um, Cindy had a car accident. She was sideswiped by hit and run driver, and suffered a concussion. Oh no! Uh, and as a result, uh, she she was a uh, director of pharmacy at a hospital. Is no longer employed there. We don't know what's to come. Oh no! Um, and yeah, every day it's kind of like. You know, going through, she has to do therapy to retrain her eyes to work with her brain, and I mean, it's it's really a wild trip right now. So, she was very involved with the coalition, very involved with improv. She's unable to do that, unable to drive. You know, so it's it's a it's a long haul. That's so um, terrible. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So we're, you know, we'll get through it. It's very lucky that she has but, a partner like you to be there for her. But you just never know what life's going to give Absolutely. You know? so, so that's the thing about, you know, how fortunate it is to have a partnership with someone. That's what I want. That you know, we can deal with this, you know. So, I've got your back. Yeah. Yeah. But in the most pure sense, I'm your partner. 
Yeah. I, th- I think that's my favorite word to describe a relationship. You're my yeah. partner. Yeah. You're my number one. Yeah. Regardless of what happens, I know that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that's, I, and that's all I've ever wanted, but I kind of had to redefine it several times. Which you know? I think is the healthiest way, because I've done the same thing. I wanted somebody who I could spend every day with. And I, I was, whatever I was, it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And getting through the uh, that bad relationship really taught me, like, again, the stuff that you have to have your own life. I ha- I can't sit around and wait for someone to start doing something. Like, that's why I'm so happy that I am as busy as I am. Mm-hmm. Because now it's like, I have some, I have, I have something to bring to the table. Um, another one of my favorite mantras that has a story, uh, I was listening to this podcast, it was Aziz Ansari on Pete Holmes' podcast. Mm-hmm. They were both up for the same show back in the day, it was, uh, like, we love the nineties, something like Best Week Ever, something like that, that kind of show. They were both on it or something. And Pete was kissing ass. He was just like everything he could talk to the guy and Aziz was just like, Hey, what's up? And they both did a set, they both killed, and they both got the show. And it was like, it doesn't matter all the nonsense. If you are living your life and uh, ball out and ball out and people will take notice, that's the mantra. Like, just fucking ball out. Mm-hmm. And People will be like, "Hey, that guy's balling out. I want to, I want to talk to him or something like that." You know, like, like yeah. if I didn't have improv, I would not have captured her attention with this passion that I have. And so, being able to be passionate—not only just have that passion and that in my life, but take that in, and apply it in a situation where it's like that person likes that about me specifically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like to me, that's been that's been my retool. Um, to touch on your point, that has been my retool of like how I'm going to approach a relationship. I'm. Number looking out for number one, but once you've earned partner status, you get some, you get some of that attention, and then I'm I'm assuming, the longer they're there, the more you give, and then eventually it gets to the point where they're just like they're, they're at the top with you, right? Well, it takes so long to build trust with anybody, and so you think you know you think you have it when things are good, and you do, and that's great, but when things are bad, that's the test, you know. And so, and every, it's just like building, building, building constantly. You're not, you're not stopping. You don't get to a stopping point. You know, it's a constant, um, effort, effort. And, and that's what makes it worthwhile, you know? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. No. And this, see, this is what I love talking about is not only the practice of what you want or whatever, but just like the, the whole point, the whole reason that I'm as invested in getting into a relationship whether or not I'm actively like pursuing it, that for that right there, what you have, 18 years, a terrible thing happens, and you've got her back 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you have bent over backwards and, and sacrificed to try to help her get into a better situation. And I feel like... Well, she, let, me, let me just say that she has helped me tremendously. I mean... I mean, I don't want to get into the whole long history, but... um, This is not the first time that the trust has been needed. Financially, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, she has, like, carried the load for a long time. So we're we're kind of making a differential there. Having a small business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I got laid off from my job in 2009, um, and that's when I started my business. And so... So, you know, it takes Which some time. Which also, fucking kudos to you for doing that. People go through their whole lives without pursuing their passions. And so, like, that's inspirational that you were like, fuck it. I'm going to do this. 
Because people don't do that. I've been sort of a serial entrepreneur and and what this is the fourth business I've had but uh I mean still my but in 2009 when I got laid off it was like oh my god it was my dream job I worked at I was the video producer at the science museum it was Mm -hmm. my dream job yeah and new CEO comes in and cleans house and you know fuck man yeah I used to like the science museum yeah well (laughs) But, you know, it was, I don't know, I'm going off on... No, this is this is your show. Go off on any tangent you but, want. But I'm just saying that, that she's carried the load for a long time. So so it's kind of, it's a give and take. It's a partnership. Yeah, it's a partnership. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, that, and, that's, and that's the test. And the thing is, is that in the beginning, it's always like, oh, do you like me? Do you like, you know, you know, oh, you look good. You know, that all that, you know. Frou-frou. Yeah, all that stuff. That's, you know, yeah, okay, that's important. But that, after a while, it's like that's not what holds people together, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, why would be we be monogamous, you know? Um, but I think it's when when it's tested, when things are tested, and then it's like I can trust you're still you're still here, really. Okay, cool. You see me at my worst, yeah, and you're still into it, yeah. That to me was big telling with. The two relationships that I was just, which to me are now this yardstick that I reference all the time because they are, they were so crucial to my growth as as a human. I would not be an improv. I wouldn't have a show. I wouldn't have anything if I didn't have those terrible experiences, which they weren't all terrible. They're both people. They're trying their best. Got to give the, but (laughs) in my life, they were bad experiences overall. Looking back, I I can find happy moments, but overall it was just bad. Yeah. Um, But I wouldn't, what was I, what was I just saying? I just had a good point. You were saying, fuck. You were saying you would just you had a partnership, trust. Fuck. I rewind. Just, I wish. I uh, but just in just in general, the appreciation for having a relationship of that caliber, a partnership mm-hmm. that you trust like that, just that kind of life is is so much. Um, the point, mm-hmm. the, the reason that you chase these relationships, but I don't know. It, what's what's I don't know. It, it's just it, it's so crazy. This past year has just been so much growth and change for my approach. Because it used to be like dating apps all the time, and like I just need to find someone to be with so I'm not alone. And then it was like, oh, I'm okay being alone, and I have these things, and I'm not alone because I have this community, the coalition now, which is like wonderful. Like I'm invited to things, like things are happening, and just. This point is not as good as the point I had that I lost. Oh, <laughs> but no, just in general. I was I was riding with you on that on that wave, but I I'm sorry. No, I lost it. Yeah. Probably trying to set up a preface. I preface a lot of things, but no, just fuck. It was so good too. Well, let me say something, and then maybe it'll come back. Help you get it back. has come but back I, before. I to me, I think what's helped me recently. And coalition has a lot to do with this and, and learning improv and getting to know people there, the theater, and, and other other things in life. But um, I, beyond my relationship with Cindy, um, relationships, I, I have always felt like I've always kind of worn my heart on my sleeve. 
and I've been really, I've had friendships that it's just like, whoa, where'd you go? What, what you know, was it something I said? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Um, and not, you know, certain people have certain rules. Some people have a hard time kind of being... Vulnerable, connecting. Exactly. And so I know that most of our interactions are completely superficial. Yes. You know. And so I have had what I thought were relationships or friendships that maybe weren't because they are no longer because they were just based on, well, you know, well, we'll just talk about TV shows we watch or, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you reading or, you know, things like that. But when you get to the point where you talk like feelings and life and exactly. problems and, yeah. like, and they're there and they're, that's a big test, especially because, you know, that's what I get into. I get into things like that and I'm always like, Ryan has been a really good friend for me, Ryan Clutterbuck. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's always there when mm-hmm. I need something and that, to me, that's the testament of a true, of a true friend. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have a couple, cause I've moved around so I have a couple of friends who I know that I can go to if I needed to, but they're so, they're living their own life and it's like, we still talk every now and then, but there's only so much you can like pour on them for being mm-hmm. so removed from your life. But I know that if I really, really needed someone to talk to, I could talk to them. But then there's all, there's countless, countless friends from all the places that I've lived that it's just like, yeah, I could go to that city and if you're busy, we'll hang out, we'll have a fun time, but you know, it's not one of the one of the the quote unquote real friendships you have for life that you can count on one hand, you know mm-hmm. the, that that thing you hear from people. But that's been big is trying to find that. But then you know, like having the expectations of like because both people have to be on the same page. That's the hard part is finding mm-hmm. two people. Um, I've always my friend Tom and I kind of came up with the idea with relationships of like there's two boxes you have to check: the physical attraction, mental attraction. Once you check those boxes, it means you're, like, interested in the person. And then the next box that is checked is, is it mutual? And then there's, like, a million other boxes, whatever, after that. But just in general, mm-hmm. it has to be mutual. Most people have to be, like, I want an intense friendship. And you have to build it, and it doesn't happen overnight and stuff like that. And so there's just a lot of what I've learned. This is my experience. There's just a lot of rules and stuff like that. And so I just I just go into just being 100% myself, and I'm like, I have this huge problem with my life and I want to talk about it and if they're receptive then it's like okay let's see where this goes let's mm-hmm. let's 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 talk about it let's have that moment but then let's also go do something fun and then like let's build something but then for example like you do an improv class like I can't I can't go to Cezanne and be like I'm having gigantic issues in my life and I want to throw them on all you people mm-hmm. I can't do that and so it, it, it sets different stages for building different relationships mm-hmm. and that's my that's something that I've always um, I don't want I don't want to say struggled, but it's always been weird because I, I want to develop meaningful relationships with people like mm-hmm. whatever that means mm-hmm. in different contexts, but you know finding people who are just as interested in that mm-hmm. is very difficult, and so when you find people like that you gotta like hold on. Yeah, but also you know some people they only have so much to give so you know exactly it's like some people are busy that's cool too it's like. Thank you, and that's wonderful. I'm, it, it goes back to that whole thing of not wanting anything from anyone. You Ooh, know, not wanting it. That's a big one. But, but just being receptive when, to what they do have. When they, when, when they do yeah. have time, just yeah. enjoy the time when you're there. Right. And not not put expectations. Right. Not not give them more than they can take. Just 
you know, be, be yourself, I guess, and just enjoy the time. So, like, there, I know there are definitely friends I have when, who don't have time, but when I see them, I just try to be where they are. I don't know. It, it's not always perfect and easy, but you do your best, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just... That, that's what I studied in college was sociology. Oh, wow. And so, like, definitely not wow. You gave me way too much credit. It's it's the the least respected of the sciences. But I just love, like, Well, it behavior. should be. I mean, it's... I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know, just kind of, like, uh, I don't know, studying interactions and, like, being somebody who also puts my heart on my sleeve and, like, just holds nothing back, pulls no punches, and just goes for it. And so, like, having that not be received well as many times as it has been is 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 something that I mention. I don't think... I don't... I feel like I'm so far on a tangent that I can't... I like to pull things back. I can't mm-hmm. pull it back. I can't pull it back to whatever we were talking about because I'm so far gone. But just in general, <laughs> like, human relationships are very difficult. And so, like... I've always struggled building them. Like, when I, and when I was in New Orleans, the only people who I would hang out with is if I worked with people. And even then, I would mostly just play video games with my friends who live in different states. And so, like, that was, that was my relationship. So here, being at a theater where there are people who are receptive to that mm-hmm. is a whole change of pace. And it's so healthy for me. It is ridiculously healthy for me. I am so much better off for that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm still adjusting to that. And it's hard to find out, like, retool my approach. Because my approach doesn't, necessarily work um but when you're so desperate for like human connection you, you, you it shows mm-hmm. and so i think that's the end of my thought i'm just gonna keep keep whittling this down into nothingness <laughs> well it sounds like you're in a really good place yes you know? which so. is um a surprise because i moved to richmond after because i graduated the girl I was seeing and I, we split up amicably. Um, I had just left my job for a different job that I thought I would like. Spoiler alert, I didn't like it. Um, so I literally, two, and my family was living in northern, not Fredericksburg, and I was just like, to a degree, I had lost everything. There was everything that I had built at that point. I didn't, I, the only thing I had was the same apartment, but everyone was moving out, and I didn't like some of my roommates. They don't listen to the show, so I don't have to apologize, but just, you know, like, there's nothing there for me. And so coming here where there's nothing here for me either and building something new is um, something I'm used to, but also, like, it's a very lonely thing to, like, go through. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's probably another reason why I'm, like, so keen on finding a partner because it's, like, just somebody to know my story because yeah. I hate having to re-explain it every time because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the, yeah. what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm... I'm a real introvert, so it you know I kind of come across I guess to people that as being sort of closed and reverse and and reserved. But um, I'm actually really really into people uh, and observe a lot. So this whole experience with the coalition and everything is really good for me because um, you know it surrounds you with people. Yeah, yeah. People who are one, interesting. Yeah. And two, invested in the community that they've curated mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, they see new people who want to talk to them and they're like, okay, 
you approached me or something or like, hey, you were funny or whatever. They just, they, they want to add to the community, I guess, is kind of the thing. And so like, to me, that's a very beautiful thing. And I don't know, just something I've, I've never had, always wanted. Yeah. The community. And there's not uh, judgment, you know. I mean, I, the few times that I've been on stage, every time I've gotten off, people, I mean, people who I don't even know, and I, I don't know that they're part of the audience, so I don't know if they're even... Coalition peeps. Yeah. Like, oh, that was great. I'm like, really? <laughs> just, I'm just... The encouragement yeah. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The, um... I was talking to one of my friends, and he, we were talking about the community, and it was just like, one of the great things is they perpetuate this idea of you don't just get to pick people. You're like, I like him, I like him. If you're a part of the community, you have to accept everybody. Mm-hmm. And you're accepted as everybody, and even if, you know, whatever, like, that they still accept you. And to me, that's, I don't know, when I got out of those relationships, I was like, I think there were four, th- and actually, you can confirm or deny this for me. I think there are four main things that, I want from a relationship, and I think that these are, I think these are good things, but I really want to see what you think. Um, I need to be loved, accepted, wanted, and supported. Would you disagree with any of those? No, I think that's right on. I think that everything that you could potentially want from a relationship, a real, well, I won't even qualify, a relationship. Obviously, they're very varying degrees of different things, um, whether it is a romantic relationship or just a friendship. Um, I think everything can be traced back to one of those four things. And maybe there is some overlap, but just like, you know, those are four things that I think are key to being in a relationship. And I, I came up with those four things being in bad ones because I was like, what am I not getting? <laughs> I call them my laws, the four mm-hmm. laws that, you know, if you're going to have a successful relationship, you know. Any kind of love, um, being accepted as you are is, I think, huge because I didn't feel accepted in those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted. There has to be some kind of want and then, you know, whatever I do, I want to be supported. And so, supported and accepted, eh, not, I think not the same. And I think another thing that, to add to that, um, is what you want to do for the other person. You know? Give them the, those four things, right? Yeah, and, and, and have that be, I'm going to use the wrong term here, yeah, but... We'll figure it out. It's almost like a sense of duty that's, you know, like... No, yeah, yeah. What can I do today? To make your life better. Yeah. Is there and, anything I can do to help out? Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, it's, you know, I enjoy cooking, so it's like, oh, I'm making dinner. And so it's not a chore. It's something that I'm enjoying because it's a gift, you know. It's like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting maudlin, but it's, it's, it's the giving part, you yeah. know. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. It's just like, well, so... I don't know how you feel. I, this is another mantra I want to test against your relationship. My mom has always told me, you give 60 and take 40. Did you, would you, do you have any qualms with that? 60 and 40? You give 60 uh-huh. and you take 40. Yeah. No, I don't have qualms with that. Because if, yeah. you know, both people do that, then everyone has 100. But it's just like you give, you give the, I think the, the, the message you're trying to convey is you give more than you take. You worry less about what you're, what you're getting and you yeah. give. And obviously in relationships, you have, to, you, have to, you have to find a place where you're comfortable to not necessarily take. I mean, and it's hard to like define what taking is. But just like you have an established relationship, you trust that your partner's going to be able to do these things for you. And obviously it's not like, oh, you should know exactly what I want. But just like 
I know that I can lean on you for support. And maybe that's the take. But just in general, like, the, yeah. I think the concept of giving more and just, like, wanting to be wanting to be a good partner and, you know, really trying to perpetuate that belief. But mm-hmm. also fi- choosing somebody and setting it up to where they seek out what you need to feel, to feel supported, to feel loved, accepted, wanted, etc. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not always perfect, I'm sure. Um, but just, like... Doing your best. There's there, it, yeah, and the, yeah, I'm I'm in total agreement with what you're saying, but that I think where some of the uh, common uh, conflict comes from in relationships is that um, sometimes that changes. Well, it's going to change. It's always going to change the give and take and the percentages and of course so that's where the trust part the trust has to the trust is tested it has to pass pass and it has to you know because there's going to be times when it's like man i am giving all this and you i all i want to i gave 90 these blanks you know i gave 90 and you couldn't even give me 10 but there are going to be those times Mm -hmm. in, in any relationship but if it's like that consistently, then that's mm-hmm. not a relationship. That was the problem. Yeah. She was, she was in grad school. And I know she was going through a rough time. And I do want to give her the qualification that she is a wonderful human person. But to me, she was not good. But mm-hmm. like, you know, you just... Not to, not to dig it up. I'm going to. <laughs> but not to. Like, I was like, you're struggling. You, she had just bought a house. And... I was off that day or something or several days and I would like clean her house and I would just like try to make everything easy, make dinner or whatever. And all you want is your partner to say, thank you for being a good partner in whatever way they communicate that. And when they don't do something like that, I think that's, that, that, that's basically them pulling the, the, to, the toppling of the trust Jenga tower mm-hmm. that I'm visualizing. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, just recognize that I'm your partner and treat me like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like that was, that was a big thing, but just like, I think I, I, I say that to just echo and support your point. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like, I feel like that's been the biggest thing that you've been preaching is this, this trust, this, this trust in your partner, mm-hmm. this ability to say like, I've got your back. Yeah, and it's not it's not always easy, and it's no. always tested. It, I mean, any any relationship that's going to endure, it's always going to be tested. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, but you know, that's what it, I mean. It's trust. It's it, that's what it comes down to. I, yeah, I feel like there's. I mean, yeah, there's lots of in smaller things that kind of go into making it compatible. But I feel like that's been your biggest message. So obviously, that's that's got to be. The biggest thing, and, and looking at these relationships, yeah, the ones that fail don't have trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and every, obviously, in my career, every relationship has technically failed. Uh, but the one, the successful one that I did have, there was trust. We were together for two and a half years. It may have been missing more of the passion side of things mm-hmm. and um, the realistic future, but the trust was there. We could trust in each other, and we were really good for each other, for sure. Mm-hmm. Anything else? You feel good? Yeah. Does it feel like two it's hours? It's been great. No, it hasn't. See, told you. It's yeah, been two hours. I know. I don't like to cut it off, but also I feel like, I feel like I've been, you have, you have to kind of host a show and also like, you have to know when to end it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is there anything we didn't get to that you wanted to get to? We can go over. 
Oh, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe uh, we've been talking for more than two hours, haven't we? Yeah, two hours, ten yeah. minutes. About, I don't know, it, it tells me in bars, not in time. And I haven't figured out how many bars is in a second. I think it's four, but then it's like, okay, well, it's 1,000 seconds. And then I'm not here to do math, I'm here to do a show. Um, well, yeah, so um, I don't know if you ever got to the end of a show. No, I didn't. We like to end the show. I like to have my guests tell me, and I leave the term weird open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the weirdest thing in my room? I have a very weird room, and um, there's a lot of things in here. Yeah. And so yeah. what's funny is I the way you're positioned, you mm -hmm. don't get to see all of it. I know. But you've pretty much been facing and staring. Well, the, the thing that I n noticed <laughs> that seemed the weirdest, I have questions about everything, but... Ask away. on your light. Um, I went to the Arizona State Fair with um, some friends. I was going out for a wedding, and afterwards we went to the fair, and we had been talking. It's a poop emoji hat. <laughs> okay. Um, and we played. They wanted. They had, like, to tokens or something left to play, or won the carnival game. Uh -huh. And they were like, we need four people of our group. And, you know, there was no... I, I wasn't going to volunteer because it's not my money, but they were like, come on, come on. So I went in. Obviously, I'm going to destroy us the water shooting game where you pop the balloon. Yeah. And I did. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'll take this stupid hat. And it felt ridiculous to not display it. Yeah. Even for like a little bit. And then I've, I've forgotten it's there. It only comes up when people, when I ask that question. Uh-huh. Well, you know what's so funny is that when I looked at that, I was thinking poop emoji. Yeah. Um, but the color's off. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it, it's supposed to be a rainbow, but it's mostly red and purple, which <laughs> bugs me a lot. Surprisingly, I'm like, what happened there? I guess it's like the way the fabric was cut or something. Maybe it was sitting out in the sun for a while. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I, you said, what other questions do you have? Oh, just, I, you know, it's like that, that embroidered... Friends? Yeah, friends. That was Casey's pick. Um, I have, I go to these yearly meetups with my out-of-state friends. We go, to, mm -hmm. we go to a city where somebody lives. or we, we do Texas, and then we do somewhere else, then we do Texas again, because we have a lot of people in Texas. Um, but what I wanted to do when I was living in New Orleans, I had this wall that had nothing on it. So I bought, I found that at Goodwill. I put it on there, and I was just going to add all my friends' stuff to it. Just like have a wall of like good memories. Uh -huh. um, it's turned into surrounding it with a couple of good memories and my watch. Because um, that watch ticks very loud, and I don't want to like, throw it in a drawer because I'll forget it exists and never wear it. Um, but on that wall, you see, like, uh, a couple pictures. Those are wedding pictures. Those blue things are, uh, Chicago subway passes. Went to Chicago. Uh -huh. And there's a Whataburger receipt with a, hello, my name is, and then my last name on it, because we went to an escape room and a Whataburger. This was our <laughs> Houston trip. Okay. Uh, super, super fun. Um, and the ticket to the Arizona State Fair. That's all I have on the wall. And the painting? My, bro my brothers did those two paintings. Oh, okay. They're, when they were, like, very young. And so I like to, not that the, I don't think that it, it resonates with them, but I'm I'm all about supporting any art that I can. Mm -hmm. And so when when they when they when I when they, when they had those, I'm like, can I have these? And I'll put them on my wall. And so like for me, it's it's like a support people. Great. Yeah, I'm into it. Anything else catching your eye? What is that black thing? <laughs> so Brittany absolutely destroyed me for this. Um, I'm gonna tell the story before I tell you what it is. You'll get it really early in the story. Um, when I was living in New Orleans, I was comfortable, not like super comfortable with money, but like I didn't have a lot of bills. 
So I was really into like Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Mm. And I also, I lived upstairs um, and I had a downstairs living room and I bought these security cameras um, so I could keep an eye on the downstairs common room um, and upstairs. That way when I'm not at home, because I had this irrational fear that my house is on fire Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. I went through a couple things where I was like terrified. And so... I didn't get them until I moved here, so I didn't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I just had them for a couple months. I'm like, why don't I just use these mm-hmm. um, so I can, one, check on my cat and also make sure my house isn't on fire. So I put them up. There's one right there and there's one right wow. there. Wow. Now, she said they were really creepy, Brittany. Uh-huh. They don't record. That one doesn't even work. Okay. Um, it's just I have the app and I can like check on them. cans. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't use them and I yeah. forget that I have them until I do this damn show or they click on with the night vision, which is that one's been Ooh. doing all day. But like I don't, I don't even think about them. I don't uh-huh. use them. They're just they exist to be safe. Uh-huh. Um, that's me defending myself at this point because I've gotten a lot of heat. But yeah, it is. I can understand how it's a little weird. So when you're not here, you can. I can. See it on your... I can. Uh-huh. Um, but I forget. It's not even in like okay. it's not even um it's in like a folder hidden away because I just don't think about mm-hmm. it. And all I'm going to see is Floyd laying on my bed or not in the room. Uh, and also my house not on fire. Yeah. Um, and also... Well, I, w- I was in a fire. So you, yeah. get, you get the fear. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, I lost everything. I mean, this was my first apartment. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's terrible. I'm sorry yeah. to bring that up. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it, uh, you know... You've recovered since then. Uh, I got out in time. It was in a, it was it was a February and I was I didn't I forgot to put shoes on and I grabbed my dog and everything else was ruined but I was I was 17 at the time so that must be I didn't have that much terrifying experience yeah cuz I had um I saw I had two experiences I was working at a restaurant and outside the window there was like a garage on fire and not only did I have to bike by that every day and see the wreckage, but I saw the flames from the kitchen. Wow. And it terrified me. And then my I had a fire scare at my house. One of my roommates left an oven mitt in the oven. And one of my other roommates didn't see it and started to cook. And it caught on fire. Wow. And she called me hysterical saying, oh my God, fire, fire. I'm like, fire extinguisher. And I booked it home. And when I got there, it was fine because it was just like a tiny fire. But like, it could have been. Mm-hmm. Who knows what it could have been? I don't know what it could have been. Like, who, I don't know. What happens if an oven catches on fire? But I was just, ter- I'm just terrified. I'm like, I have these, one, and there was a time where I think I might have installed them because I, I was going through this, like, what if my house is on fire? Probably because I, that's like a little heater and I leave that on all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like terrified that's going to catch on fire. And this is wood and just a lot. And so it would, it would just terrify me. It gets terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not glad that that happened to you, but I'm glad that um, somebody come on the show and, and say, like, that's a real thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was there anything else that caught your eye? Because there's a lot. There's there's a oh, lot there's of shit. Kinds of, yeah. Especially on the bookshelf. Yeah. Interesting collection. Not very. Not very much. It's all bad. It's all like <laughs> sp- sports books, Harry Potter, and other yeah. books from like high school that I for some reason want to reread. Are you an Anglophile? What's that? Are you into, like, British culture and no. stuff? No. Because I noticed the... Union Jack flag? Union Jack, and then you have a book on London. 
Or is that Jack London? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, it's one of those. Yeah, it's um, not not real. Um, the Union Jack I got at Goodwill, with the American flag. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like flags. Yeah. I have a New Orleans and a Virginia one, so, I've, I that's my new thing. I I love being hugged by my room, like all my possessions, uh-huh. like what I feel like. Not, not, that sounds gross, but just like, just feeling like, not having blank room. walls. Yeah. Yeah, it feels nice. Yeah. It is weird. Um. It's weird, this, you being in my room is a very vulnerable thing, um, because it's like, that's, um, it's just a weird thing, it's weird that, no, nobody usually sees other people's rooms, mm-hmm. so it's, it's very strange, because mm-hmm. I wear my room on my walls. Well, yeah. Alright, so this is the hardest part of the show for me, is ending it, I don't know how okay. to say it. So, because the, the inspiration that I have was, um... The guy has a catchphrase, and they said catchphrase, and it's over. But I, I refuse, so I just make the I make the guest say bye, and whatever. Um, <laughs> if you have any plugs, you want if you have anything you want to plug, feel free. I'll reintroduce your plugs at the beginning so that people at least hear them. Social media. Shows, I, I want to plug something at the beginning of the year, and I am working on you know what we had talked about vaguely. Yeah. Um, and I do have I've got the domain and I'm working on the site and. Working on the stuff, but it's I can, not ready yet. I can def. I would be more than happy to um, plug anything you want mm-hmm. later on. Like mm-hmm. if he comes out in January, I'll throw it on the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, I plug my Tom, my friend Tom's mix. I plug my friend's Etsy store. I plug the Coalition every episode. So I I love plugging things. Mm-hmm. I love, even though no one will listen. But like, or who who I don't know. I always ask people to email the show, and I've only gotten two emails. Episode three, I got an email from. Somebody who listened because of their friend, and I got an email from my sister last week. So, um, well, yeah, we'll plug that then. And uh, great. Well, well thanks thank for doing you. the show. Thank this you. This was a lot of fun. It gives me, uh, I mean, this has been wonderful, really. It gives me uh, motivation to start working on stuff and, you know. I think 2018 is going to be a really good year. Yeah, let's make it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you. That's what I've been doing. Nigga, I've been smoking. Yo, bitch, chewing. Me and whoever I be with. We be VIP, bitch. Who the fuck you be with? I be pulling up. I be stunting. You be in the back. Nigga, I be in the front. Y'all niggas be frying. I keep it on run. Been a wheel. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I've been hustling like every day. Doing time on the ground. Trying to make it. Cause it ain't easy as it might seem I know I shine like a hot beam And they 
like a siren, making moves fast as lightning, but I'm still grinding. I've been hustling like every day, doing time on the ground, trying to make it pay. Hey, still posted on the same block, same hard, still nothing from the same cops. I try hard, but the life that I live in ain't all the same. So many folks in this road I'm driving It's like a montage of the places I've been Now that I'm arriving As if I was hiding Everybody wanna know where I've been like lighting Well beg my pardon Ain't no way that I'm parking this car that I ride And as long as I'm rising There's no navigation I'm lost with no guidance So I pray to God that he is able to guide us Provide us with everything that we pray for But I just hope that when I get it I'm as humble as pie is Cause when the lights flash, you forget being minded. Shit, your ego can take it high as a pilot just flying. But my fear of flying keeps me tethered to the ground like them road signs. Man, I'm so lost on a road that beholds no signage. But I know one day I'm gonna find it if I keep on I'm driving. I'm like every day, doing time on the ground, trying to make a